0: We're back. Halloween season is officially here. It's our first show of October and it's another episode of the Chick Foley show. So thank you guys for all your continued support. It's a big weekend wrestling. We're going to get right to it. But first, let me welcome uh, the, the star of the show, Sheena, a.k.a. Chick Foley.
1: What's going on, everybody? I'm so stoked. You guys know I love Halloween season, so so here for it.
0: And we have the MVP of the Chick Foley show, Marco Denton. Marco, how you doing? I am doing
2: fantastic over
0: here. All right. Tell them where they can find you guys at on social media.
1: So you can find myself on Instagram at Chick Foley. um, And you can find Marco over on Twitter at Chick Foley Show. So you can connect with us there. Or you can go to ChickFoleyShow.com. That's where you can find all the information on joining our Foley fam. You can become a member of our Patreon where we buy, sell, trade figures. Membership starts at a dollar a month. You can sign up for the whole year for 10 bucks. So it's a great, great place, great community of people. We just, we love wrestling. We're all nerds. We just have the best time in there. Um, And speaking of that, I want to welcome some of our newest Foley Fam members to the fam. Um, We have Haley Lauren, who's longtime supporter of Chick Foley. The man, the myth, the legend, Dougie Nunya. Sammy Hobbit I love I don't know if that's his real last name or not but I'm so here for it. I'm just going to call him Sam wise um, and the newest one just signed up today we have mr atlee green so welcome to the fam you guys
0: all right and speaking of the fam we had a big Foley fam giveaway last week we made it very easy to enter all you had to do was just post a screenshot of yourself listening to uh, last week's episode of the chick Foley show we were giving away an elite 75 Jeff Hardy and the winner of that giveaway is hit me with a drum roll red star dragon 28 Woo-hoo! all right so uh you know when we say foley fam well, we mean it about the fam part you know it's an ohana over here we like to know the people that are that are winning these contests and who we're giving this stuff to so you know we did a little bit of uh a cyber stalking on this guy's account to see who he was so this is a true mystery man so this guy red star dragon 28 uh that's the only identifying information on his instagram account his <laughs> his uh user pick is uh Super Mario, dressed up as a clown, complete with the uh, rainbow wig. He has zero posts, and the only thing in his Instagram bio is a link to his YouTube channel, which has zero videos. Yeah. Somehow has 19 subscribers, which is, I think, almost as many as we have on uh, the (laughs) Chick-fil-A YouTube channel, so... First off, give us some love over there. Cause there is some good content there. I don't think we've ever done a good job really promoting, uh, the YouTube branch of, uh, the Chick Foley brand. So give us some love there. And if anybody knows anything about red star dragon 28, uh, get in touch with him. let him know he's got a Jeff Hardy elite coming his way. And, uh, let's try to get this dude to share some info. I want to know who this guy is. Cause <laughs> I'm intrigued by this clown Mario picture and, uh, what the meaning is, uh, Marco tell everybody a little bit about the new Chick Foley show design on pro wrestling tees.
2: Oh man. Um, so yeah, so we have a new design of pro wrestling tees to uh, to benefit you for your, uh, your Halloween festivities. So we uh, hooked up with uh, Extra Cooler, um, one of the uh, premier artists um, on the socials nowadays. He's a He's a great guy to to work with. Um, we got together and we designed the uh, Chick Foley Halloween Havoc uh, T shirt together. So. It's up on prowrestlingteensrightnow and they're actually uh, running a promotion. It's a fall promotion. Uh, if you use uh, uh, the code fall, it's twenty percent off uh, your purchase. So yeah, definitely. The design that. is so sick. Yeah, you, did, you
1: guys did an awesome job. You like totally knocked it out of the park.
2: Yeah, I wasn't expecting him to uh, to come out with that, and he came out swinging with that with that thing. It's uh, the just the just the design itself, like the like the foley, the L kind of looks like a butcher knife. Yeah, which I'm not sure if he meant it to look like that, but it. It's pretty cool, yeah. It's like, it's almost it's it's a badass design. I'm actually I'm really proud of that one. He he, like I said, he knocked it out of the park. I can't I can't uh, speak highly enough of it. Um, and if you haven't worked with Extra Cooler, hit him up on all the socials. He's a great guy to work with. He's super responsive as well, um, and he keeps you up posted on uh on the design. So uh, definitely sure. hit him up.
0: Yeah, so uh, it's a great time to get it. Next few days, the fall sales going on. Shirts available in black, gray. And orange, if you're really going for the uh, the hardcore Halloween vibe. And uh, yeah, just thanks again for Marco and Extra Cooler for heading that up. Uh, we also want to plug Ringside Collectibles, you know, one of our favorite partners here on the show. Remember, use code Chick Foley for 10% off all your figure purchases there. They're the best in the game, bar none. And with that, we will move inside the squared circle. So this is Chick's Top Six. Uh, these stories are kind of loosely in order, uh, but you know, we're we recording on Wednesday nights right after uh, AEW and NXT. We kind of got to play by ear a little bit. But we're going to start off with our number six story of the week. Takeover 31 is in the book. So for anybody listening last week, you guys know we were all three a little bit lukewarm on this takeover. Uh, it just it, it seemed a little bit thrown together at the last second. You know, they didn't even bother to put any kind of kind of tagline or branding on it. It was just takeover 31. But it ended up being a great show. You mm-hmm. know, the the in-ring action uh, is what really shined on the night through all five matches. Um and it was just uh, from top to bottom, just straight up entertaining. You know, I, I was definitely sports entertained by it. Uh, but let's start off with the first things first, uh, the Capital Wrestling Center. It's a new look for NXT. Sheena, what did you think of the new arena?
1: Oh, I loved it. You know, I, I think I, I'm i am still convinced that we have a Chick-fil-A show, like a WWE spy, because we were talking about and we've talked about in several weeks pa- past that how NXT has really taken the biggest hit um, in, in this pandemic era with, you know, no fans <coughs> and kind of the look of NXT and that sort of thing and how AEW just looks so much better um, and, they i think they freaking killed it i love the the screens like they have in the thunderdome um if they have this like you know chain link fence around the around the ring it's very very dark in there i just love the whole look and the setup i think it's like a huge 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 improvement over just like you know being at like the you know quote unquote performance center
0: yeah i agree it looked great. Um don't know if they meant for it to be or not but it seemed like a little smoky in there um the the chain link fence around the ring side it just had almost kind of a gritty uh, yeah Yeah. gritty like blood sport type feel to it uh it it just it looked great and it really enhanced it i feel like it kind of was just a shot in the arm for for nxt marco what'd you think about it
2: um i was thoroughly impressed by it i wasn't i wasn't expecting it to look like that um they really took the performance center and made it like into something uh Close to the Thunderdome, obviously not as mm-hmm. big. Uh, but presentation wise, it, it was pretty insane. Um they uh they really pulled out the stops on it. Like when they show like the outside shots of the performance center, it still says it. But when mm-hmm. they show on the inside, you're just like it's like uh those old cartoons where it's like a, a small tent on the outside, that you yeah. walk in yeah. it's just like this big yeah. huge thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what it kind of exactly. reminded me of. Yeah, I was like I, I, I was taken aback by yeah, they, uh, the, fences, the uh the fences the just, to, just to see the just whole environment, um, like you said, like the dark gritty look of it, and kept the uh, the NXT feel uh, from the early days. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it, it was it was pretty pretty rad.
1: And they're able to pack so many more people in with those screens, so I think yeah. that's what really gives it that big that big like. Place effect, right? Like, I think because you have so many faces in the crowd versus like NXT, where it is kind of a smaller setup. Um, I thought it was awesome. Yeah.
0: So, the uh, I was reading some of the behind the scenes uh story about kind of the motivations for going there. So, they're really motivated to get live fans back in the building because they think uh, that's one of the things that's really been missing from NXT. Um, so and that's why they went to, to that kind of setup. They're they're planning on like slowly um rolling the screens back. That's the cool thing about, you know, the Thunderdome style crowd is that you can kind of, uh, you know, use those to supplement depending on how many people are actually going to be allowed in the building due to the pandemic. But uh, for the live fans that are there, so basically you got to sign up in advance and um, those little sections around ringside. They're broken down into individual pods. So, Mm -hmm. uh, so say, you know, the three of us had tickets to take over. We'd be escorted by ourselves to our pod. We'd never even cross paths with, uh, with other fans, um, but, but they're able to get, you know, actual fans in there. Those weren't, you know, performance center, um, extras or whatever. Those were real fans and they plan on just slowly in- increasing the amount of fans in the building that's over the cool. next few months as yeah, things awesome. start to start to slowly get back to normal. Uh, Marco, what was your match of the night?
2: Oh man, I was, I was kind of dreading this, <laughs> this question, uh, cause it was really hard So like, one of the it things, was. yeah. yeah. One of the things you guys brought up uh, in the beginning was like they really didn't promote it last week. It was you knew it was a takeover, uh, when you think of takeover for NXT, you think it's it's the big event. It's like it's it's always flawless, as great matches top to bottom, everything. This one, when you when you went in, when you seen it on paper, it's like oh yeah, it's pretty good. Um, but I think when you watched it, it reminded you that like if you had little expectation of what it was going to represent. When you watched it and finished the whole thing, I think it reminded you of what NXT was and what the what Takeover was because it, it was like it was almost like a sleeper. It was like eh, it's yeah. not going to be that great. It's they didn't really hype it up, but top to bottom, it, it reminded me of like the early days of the uh, NXT Takeover pay per views. Um, just just the performances, every single match was. I, I loved every single match. I don't think there was one boring match on that whole no. card. They were
1: all great. The in-ring action was incredible. I mean, even with like as little storyline buildup as like some of the matches had, like it didn't even matter because the in-ring performing was so good. Yeah. I think,
0: yeah. And I think you really nailed it, that it it was a throwback to the early takeover days. Because what I would say about those, those, you know, maybe the first couple years of takeovers, those were kind of the the kind of events that you could show somebody that wasn't a wrestling fan, those events, and they would just be into it, you know, because it's not a ton of, Super detailed, convoluted storylines. It's yeah. just awesome action with with compelling characters. You know, we, there was a couple times uh, back when we were living in Hawaii where we'd get like a UFC fight and it'd be on in the afternoon, and you know, those were always on Saturdays also, and it'd roll right into a takeover afterwards and everybody would just stick around and you know it would never fail. The people that came over to watch UFC at our house, they'd end up being way more entertained and intrigued by the, the NXT show uh, coming on
2: afterwards. So, yeah, they're not, I
1: mean, yeah. these are non-wrestling fans, you know, so for them to just, like, just gravitate to it like that, like, it really tells you.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Right. And, like, the style of, like, NXT and, like, all the different styles that uh, those performers have there. Very, like, mixed martial arts oriented, too, as well. So, like, mm-hmm. you can you, you can see, like, especially, like, um, Kyle O'Reilly, and like, his style is very, very MMA inspired. Um, pretty much everyone in Undisputed Era. Um, but with that being said, um, a lot of I mean, everyone's gonna pick obviously the Finn Balor. And Ka- that was like that was definitely match of the night for a lot of people. But I'm gonna go with Kushida, Kushida and uh, Velveteen Dream, only because it was Back to the Future inspired.
0: Yeah, that was yeah, that Kushida
2: was... looked like a total badass. Like he like came out of that that um, and and uh, hats off to dream for like you know obviously his performance as well but like Kushida like showed why he can hang with anybody there if he wanted to like tonight yeah. we seen him face uh tomaso Champ and they had like a banger of a match tonight as well um and, that, and that's coming off of the match he he actually just had so and it was his first nxt um takeover uh appearance as well for Kushida. And I think he like I think he blew a lot of people out of the water. Yeah, and surprised awesome. a lot of people. I'm,
0: I'm ready to see uh, Kushida and Balor screw you know screw him going for the North American title. Let's see Kushida go for uh, oh man, for the yeah big belt and take on Finn. That'd be awesome. All right, so uh, we'll talk a little bit more about NXT later on in the evening, but let's move on to story number five. So Hell in the Cell is starting to come together. Uh, We have two of what I think is going to end up being three of our Cell matches set up. So officially we've got announced Roman and Jay and uh, Drew and Randy Orton. So those are both going to be rematches. I got a strong sneaking suspicion that we're going to end up seeing uh, Sasha and Bailey added to this. Mm -hmm. Um, But let's talk about the two we got on the book so far. Which ones are you guys most excited for out of these two matches?
1: I mean, I think I'm going to be excited for... um... Roman and Jay part two. I mean, I'm excited to see how Jay can just continue to step up in this singles role and um wh- where they're taking this story. Like, are they just completely going to have Roman break Jay's spirit and, you know, have him call him, you know, the tribal king or what was it? The tribal chief. She my bad. Be chief, my B, my B, not the king. Um, disrespect. The, I know the I can't, I can't be disrespecting like the, the island Baron kings Corbin's like the king. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Baron Corbin's the king. Um, but yeah, if he's going to, you know, submit and call him the, the tribal chief. So yeah, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm all in on, on Roman and Jay.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I, uh, I agree. I, I, I'd started to lo- I'd started to lose hope on the Usos and Roman teaming up, but I think that's where we're heading now. I think Roman's going to keep on beating down the Usos until, uh, you know, they just learn to respect him, and then they kind of just fall in line. And we got the, you know, the the new the new age Samoan SWAT team running SmackDown.
1: Are we getting the Are we getting a Rikishi run in to like save the sons?
0: I think that's that's on down the road. I think that, you know, that, that's going to be during WrestleMania season for whatever they have cooked up then. But yeah, we got to see Rikishi as a part of this eventually.
2: Exactly. I would you guys hyped
0: for uh, Drew and Randy round three on pay-per-view? Oh.
1: I mean, you know, it's going to be a good match. I mean, they're definitely going to, going to show out. Um, but I just don't know what they're going to show me that I haven't seen before, which, you know, may surprise me. And I may be eating my words after Hell in a Cell. I hope I am. But yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, I feel like I've just been there, done that, you know?
2: Yeah. Drew hasn't been in a Hell in a Cell match before, correct?
0: Yeah. This is the first one he's been in. He was, uh, he was involved a little bit in the uh Roman and Braun match in two thousand eighteen. Remember him and Dolph had a run in during that and then yeah. the shield came in. Um but yeah, this is his first proper hell in the cell match.
2: Yeah, so I think um, uh I think it'll be I think it'll be interesting uh with, with Randy as a vet, obviously, and uh Drew entering in his first hell in a cell match. I think it'll be it'll I don't think it'll be it'll be as good as Roman and Jay, uh, but I think it'll be definitely be up there and obviously mm-hmm. Randy Orton's... Uh, super creative when it comes to uh, things to do in a ring, so I'm kind of interested to see what what they come up with.
0: Yeah, I still think both of these are going to end up being overshadowed by uh, Sasha and Bailey, mm. just because we've been building to that for so long. Um, I will take this time to go ahead and you know give my annual complaint that I don't think Hell in the Cell should be its own pay per view. I think this thing was way more, um, the cell was way more impactful when it was just used sparingly as the blow off for you know the hottest of. Of feuds, um, yep. I just feel like now it's kind of like e- yeah. it's kind of similar to uh fall brawl back in WCW with War Games, or like, yeah, you know, like War Games and NXT. Now, you kind of have to have these uh, these feuds just perfectly align with the uh, the event when it when it's coming up on the calendar. Um, right. So I'm never a fan. TLC is kind of cool just because that's a fun gimmick match, but I really think the cell should be reserved for, uh, you know, the most extreme feud. So mm. if there is, whoever is out there from WWE, if you're listening to us, yeah, let's think about going with something else. You know, we just, let's just bring back Halloween Havoc as a proper uh, pay-per-view, you yes. know, um, but there's a lot of options we could do instead of having a whole pay-per-view built around Hell in the Cell matches. But I agree. Uh, our number four story of the week. So we've been bagging on this storyline basically, you know, since it debuted, but now it's taken its biggest turn so far. Mustafa Ali is the leader of Retribution. How are you guys feeling? Does this get you guys more or less excited for uh, for this feud or I, this storyline?
1: I love the reveal. I thought the reveal was good, you know? I mean, I, you kind of felt it coming just a little bit, but, like, when he was down there, you know, confronting Retribution and then just did, did that, like, you know, maniacal turn, um, and then you see MVP's face just kind of shift. I thought, I thought it was really, really good and really impactful, and then, obviously, there was the beatdown and all of that. Um, it definitely... I mean, at least now we have something, right? We have something with retribution. They have a leader. Um, Ali is, you know, I, I feel like he deserves this. I feel like maybe this is kind of like his rain check angle from when he was getting the WrestleMania push and got injured. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm pumped for this, even though I'm not a huge, huge fan of retribution. But as our resident retribution fan, Marco, what do you think about it?
2: <laughs> I'm the resident retribution fan. It's a new um,
1: title. It's your new title. That's
2: a, okay. Um, I'll take that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't hate it. I actually actually enjoyed it. I I kind of I've always wanted to see um Mustafa Ali as a heel. Um at some point, I think they were I think he was a heel before he was in the WWE when he's in the independents. Um doing like the the stereotype stuff, but uh he uh I, I, I like I just, I liked I like the turn. I like how he, you know, he like sided like with the hurt business and then he, you know, he did that like sly turn and the grin and all stuff, and yeah, it, it was really good. But um, my thing is, I think what's going to happen is that little like group that he had with a Paul Cruz and uh, Ricochet—they're gonna have to decide if they're gonna break that up or who's gonna who's gonna side with what. Um, is is like is a Paul Cruz gonna like finally just join with the Hurt business and you know, um, go against Ali? Is Ricochet gonna maybe join Retribution? Like, is that true? that could possibly happen? Like, one of those guys can like or. Depending on what happens with the draft, um, it actually looks like the Hurt business is just going to stay together. So if they do get drafted, is this going to be all one? They just going to go to whatever show? Um, but yeah, it's it, it's kind of interesting just to see the dynamic of all the relationships that were built with uh with like the Hurt business and and like I said, Mustafa Ali, Ricochet, and Paul Cruz, and how that whole dynamic holds up and stuff like that. There's like,
1: yeah, I thought it was great as far as like, you know, like just having something happen with retribution, but I can't believe that they had that kind of in the middle of the show. I feel like they should have saved that segment to like close the show out. I feel like there would have been a lot more buzz after raw. Yeah. I feel like it just would have kind of given you that cliffhanger ending where like, you're like, Oh my God, like I got to tune in, but it kind of like fizzled off. Like you had that moment and then you, you have the rest of raw to get through. So then after raw, you kind of like that's in the back of your mind. Like that should have been like the last image on raw is Mustafa Ali standing out there with, with retribution in the middle of the ring Uh, minus Mercedes Martinez and Mia Yim. I don't know, you know where they are, why aren't they on TV anymore, but you know, whatever. I don't know what they're doing with them, but
0: for me, the jury's still out on, you know, Ali is the leader of these guys. That doesn't really move the needle for me. But the one thing I really like is that it seems like we're getting back to factions being a big deal. You know, we got the hurt business, um, the Retribution doing their thing. We got Seth and Buddy Murphy, you know, however that ends up playing out. The Mysterios are basically like their own faction now. And I just really dig that. You know, that was really big during, uh, you know, really my favorite time watching wrestling. Ninety six, ninety seven and ninety eight. It was there was all kinds of factions, you know, between DX Nation of Domination, Disciples of Apocalypse. And what that does, it just gives you a lot of fresh matchups every single week. It doesn't got to be yeah. the same two guys or the same tag team facing off week after week after week. You can mix it up. Um, and it, it just makes a lot of different, intriguing matchups. So hopefully they kind of keep the momentum going on that because that's always fun. Um, Marco, hey, where do you see this heading? You know, is Ali going to get back to kind of the the main event level? It seemed like he was heading before he got injured prior to WrestleMania 35, or or is this going to fizzle out like, uh, you know, one of the, uh, the Chick-fil-A trademark wet farts?
1: <laughs> Man, th- wet fart, that's a throwback. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, no, I think, uh, I mean, Retribution is definitely one of the main focal points of Raw. Um so I think it's definitely gonna push him uh into the main event pitcher at some point. What cut what type of main event, I'm not sure. Um but yeah Hopefully it's
0: actually main event Yeah. I think yeah. like a dozen people watch <laughs> on uh the network every week.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nothing yeah, nothing like that. But uh it's definitely gonna put him in a position where he's gonna have some uh some pull um obviously as a leader of retribution and I'm uh, I'm intrigued to see what his uh his his reason is uh, for being the leader and you know what his promos are going to look like uh, next week. And hopefully they'll bring up the hacker thing, because a lot of people thought he was a hacker. Uh, yeah. There's a lot, there a lot yeah. of screenshots of uh, the when they used to do the hacker promos that uh, had that little ring of light, the little uh, that he has on his uh, glove. On his hand, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully they, they can, can find them. a way to tie it together. Yeah, because yeah, so, that
1: just kind of ended abruptly. Like, it yeah. just was never talked about ever again. And they yeah. were making a huge deal of the hacker.
2: Yeah, so I think it's at uh, I think they're going to tie that all together and – you know, reveal, but yeah, I'm, like I guess I'm intrigued. I'm not super sold on it yet, but we'll see what, uh, we'll see what his promo holds next week. Hopefully.
0: All right. So we're halfway through the, uh, the chick six. Let's take a quick, uh, beverage break and talk about what everybody's sipping on. She, what are you drinking tonight?
1: I mean, I'm drinking the official brew of the chick fil show. Always Miller light. It's good enough for Michael Jordan. It's good enough for me. <laughs> Marco, what are you drinking?
2: <laughs> um, I am drinking a, uh, an, uh, IPA from, uh, it's uh, from Portland, Maine. It's called uh, Dream Team. It actually mm. has a it actually has a Dream Team logo, like the, the you know what it looks like. Um, yeah, it's yeah, like, it's like yeah.
0: basketball.
2: Yeah, I'm not gonna describe it, but uh, yeah, it's a, So basically, they took uh, the five. It's like the five things that are in in uh, IPA. So Citra, Mosaic, uh, Galaxy, Amarillo, and Simcoe. Um, those are different types of like flavors and stuff like that. And they put it in one IPA. Um, nice. it, it's like they like the bet it's a dream team of ipa flavors so it actually is really good it's a double ipa so it's eight percent so we'll see what happens toward nice. the end of the show
0: <laughs> what's the uh what's the abv on that
2: uh we see uh, i can't even read uh, they don't have it on here
0: Jikes. You know, it's got to be high, then.
2: No, it definitely is. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, it doesn't show it on here. It just gives like a little story of what it is and that's it. All
0: that's right. Bad. So uh, Sheena just got, got pulled to the uh, the backstage area. We had some outside interference from uh, the baby face. So she's going to go and, uh, you know, get that taken care of and she'll be back with us uh Momentarily. So it's the uh it's the guys' club now. All right. Nice. So I'll let you know I'm drinking uh I'm I'm drinking uh Ruby Redbird by Shiner box So it's a it's a, a light beer that's flavored with a little bit of uh grapefruit juice. I used to drink a lot of uh grapefruit sculpin by ballast point, but which is delicious. Probably my overall favorite beer, but uh it's you know the A B V on it, it's close to eight percent. So you drink about two of those and uh, they put you on your ass. So this kind of gives you, it, it kind of scratches that itch, but it's a nice light beer. So you can sip on it all afternoon. Nice. Uh, speaking of Miller Lite, like Sheena mentioned, uh, you know, if anybody is out there knows anyone from Miller Lite, let them know they got a DM sitting in their inbox. We're reaching out to these guys, trying to set up some kind of a partnership. All right. Uh, so if, if you're Miller Lite, if you're listening, hit us up, you know, we still have a slot available for you guys to be the official beer of the Chick Foley show. So uh, with that, me and Marco are going to continue on uh, with the number three story of the week. Glow, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling, is canceled on Netflix. Uh, Marco, did you watch Glow?
2: Yes, I did. I watched both. Yeah, clubs. same I here. Watch, I'm yeah. old enough to <laughs> oh, watch the actual the old Glow. <laughs> Actually, no, like no, nice. the actual Glow series. Um, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I'm very disappointed that the. I mean, Netflix has been doing this a lot, just like canceling shows left and right um my theory is is a uh, they're starting to uh gear more towards like the hollywood aspect with the big budget movies and stuff like that yeah um so a lot of these shows are definitely gonna get canceled obviously like the stranger things and like unsolved mysteries like the like their marquee like original shows probably won't um you know disappear but like any any shows like like glow and those type of shows are probably start seeing the acts um here and there but uh yeah, super disappointing. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's lo- it's it's loosely based on on the actual glow like story. Um, but yeah, if you ever have the chance, definitely read about the uh, actual glow story. It's really it's a in- interesting uh, startup business.
0: Yeah, it's definitely disappointing. They blamed uh, you know COVID. That's the easy thing to blame it on for canceling uh, canceling stuff nowadays. Uh, Netflix has done this a lot over the last few years, though. It seems like after three seasons, that's kind of the sweet spot when they like to pull plugs on shows. They did that with a uh, Santa Clarita diet. That was the yeah. uh, the zombie show. It was on there. Another really entertaining show that we were into. Um, I read a little bit about it. I'm not super smart on, you know, entertainment law, but it seems like uh, for whatever reason, after three seasons, that's kind of the sweet spot where royalties, uh, royalty fees kick up a lot and it becomes, you know, way more expensive to keep these shows on the streaming network. You know, the stuff that Netflix produces, it stays on there forever. So they end up having to pay. Oh, yeah you know, the writers, actors and all this stuff for, you know, um, all the times they continue airing these. So uh, one good thing about it, you know, the cast has been very vocal about wanting to get back and and basically, you know, put a bow on the show, finish it up. And there's been a ton of uh, fan support reaching out to Netflix. So uh, it seems like now, you know, it's at least being talked about them doing a movie to try to uh, to try to wrap up, you know, all the loose ends from the show, which I'd be happy with that, but we definitely need something because this show was just, you know, so many uh, memorable characters. Um it was uh it, it was just a really great show and, and I'd love to see it get the ending it deserves. Sheena's back with us. She uh you know, went and, you know, put a super kick to get the baby face back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Sheena, would you just give us your thoughts on Globe being canceled?
1: Oh man. I'm so bummed. I love glow so much. It was just such a good show. Like I loved all the, the cast. Um, I just love the vibe. Man. Yeah. The whole vibe. I just love like that feel, like the whole feel, like everything is just perfect. Um, and you know, and I heard, I was reading that they canceled it because they couldn't film, you know, I mean like Seth alluded to like, you know, obviously like there's royalty issues and like money things so if they were going to cancel it, like, you know, go ahead and cancel it. But, um, they were already starting to film the fourth season. So they were already into filming the fourth season before they canceled, um and it was because you know obviously distancing regulations and things like that and they couldn't um you know quote unquote wrestle but like actual wrestling real wrestling is the only thing that was like completely uninterrupted during the pandemic so like to me that didn't make sense but i mean i get it from like you know a um you know safety perspective or whatever but i'm super super bummed um and marco did you say you had watched glow or no yeah, yeah, you did watch. it. Yeah, you watched. Yeah, Glo. I watched
2: it. I said I also watched the original glow, like the actual glow. I remember oh, seeing nice. reruns and of those uh, of the gorgeous ladies of wrestling, the actual the the real ones. Where um,
1: did you have a favorite moment in the, this current season? Like this, you know, new iteration of glow.
2: Um. Oh my god. Hmm.
1: Well, I'll share. I'll share a couple of mine. I love the scene when Ruth is wrestling herself. Um, Do you remember that when she's Mm. trying to like show that she's she's going to be the best one to be Zoya, the destroyer? It's just like you know she's showing Sam, you know, and she's like basically like just doing a one man wrestling show, and it's freaking hilarious. Like everything Ruth does just cracks me up. Um, I also loved, uh, you know, from my you know soft heart perspective, I love when Sam finally confessed that he loved Ruth. Um, And then the Machu Picchu Christmas Carol wrestling match like that was. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I loved everything about that. It was just so great.
0: Yeah, so glow, um, you know, gone, but definitely not forgotten. We'll keep the we'll keep the candle burning that we either get, you know, a few last episodes or maybe even a movie to help tie uh, tie up the loose ends for us for as all said and done. And now we will go to our number two story of the week. The Wednesday Night Wars. So uh, you guys know we debuted this new format about three weeks ago. We're still kind of, uh, you know, playing around a little bit. The uh, one thing we did was move our recording time to basically right after NXT and Dynamite end on wednesday night so that doesn't give us a lot of time to prep so i think we're going to kind of have just this as a uh, as a, this, the standing number two story of the week where we just kind of give a quick recap on what happened on wednesday night because uh, i don't know how you guys are feeling but for us you know the three of us wednesday night is definitely our favorite night of wrestling of the week so yeah. uh we'll start with nxt uh the main event saw ember moon get back in the squared circle she's teamed with rhea ripley which is a badass tag team Right there, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing them get a little bit of run to go for those uh, women's tag team titles. Uh, but we saw Ember come back, you know, her and Tony Storm both returned on Takeover. Uh, what do you guys think of of their returns from from Sunday night?
1: Oh, I loved it, man. I, I mean, I'm a huge, huge Ember Moon fan. Do, I do love Tony Storm too, but um, Ember Moon is just such a badass in my eyes. Like, just her athleticism, her presence, her, you know, post-apocalyptic werewolf look. Well, she's a little bit she got a little bit of a different gimmick now, but um, I just love the way she looks. Um, I was so stoked to see her like ride her motorcycle up in the, you know, night vision and just like show up. I wasn't really sure who it was, um, and then when she pulled off her helmet and it was Ember, I was super stoked.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Uh, I definitely would. I kind of. I wish they would have like kind of waited for one of them to show up instead of both of them to show up on the pay per view. Yeah. Yeah, Tony Storm
0: definitely got a little bit dunked on there. Yeah. (laughs) Right.
2: Um. If she showed up like on like like tonight, that'd have been pretty cool. Like like a little Mm -hmm. cool surprise. Um. But yeah, no, I'm super pumped that they're both back. Uh, definitely Amber Moon. I was a huge fan of her. Um, tonight she looked great. Um, mm-hmm. She did. Yeah, like you, that, uh, she missed a step she, she at put all. Put
0: some stank on that on that eclipse that she hit at the end. That that was that was nasty. That was yeah, it, looked,
2: it, it looked pretty flawless. Yeah, it was it was. She pulled it off pretty good. But uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm excited that women's division. We've talked about this like plenty of times in the past on the show. It's super stacked. It's the best. It's the best probably, in the world. The best, yeah, it's the best in the world. It's probably better than most of the uh, men's divisions out there as well. So. Um for sure. Just exciting to see both towns back.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh the other big thing, kind of the it was the cliffhanger from Sunday night. Unfortunately, it looks like it's gonna be going in, in a different direction one way or the other. So we, we saw a takeover in with Adam Cole being dumped at ringside by Ridge Holland. Mm. Um I was a little bit skeptical mm-hmm. from the jump on this. You, you know, I was telling Sheena, I I think there was You know, I I smelled a a plot twist coming on this one. I was thinking maybe, you know, Ridge Holland just delivered him. I I felt like maybe um, Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong had something to do with it. For what they showed tonight prior to his match, it definitely seemed like Ridge Holland was the guy that did Mm -hmm. it. He was already kind of bragging about it and stuff. Um, But unfortunately, for those that didn't see it, it looks like Ridge Holland may have suffered a catastrophic lower leg injury uh, in his match with... uh, um, with Danny Birch, um Oni Lorcan came out at the end of it and they got into it and Oni Lorcan hit a uh you know a a plancha on uh Ridge Holland. it looked like when he caught him um you guys could see the pictures are all over the place on social media um but it looked like his left leg just kind of gave out so it was yeah. like you know definitely uh looked like something snapped there you know something bent in a way it wasn't meant to bend there in his uh his ankle and foot So, uh, thoughts and prayers out to him. It sucks that this happened right when he was about to get this huge storyline push. Um, but he's a tough guy. You know, he was a a star in the rugby world before he came to WWE and I'm sure he'll bounce back. Um, where do you guys think this goes from here? Do you guys think Undisputed Era had something to do with Adam Cole getting beat down?
1: Well, I mean, I don't know unless, unless they're going to say that they like, you know, hired Ridge Holland. Cause I mean, he definitely did it because Adam Cole you know, called him out and remembered that he did it. It wasn't yeah, like, he Rich was all- like, I was blindfolded and somebody beat me up. Yeah. You know? He was definitely yeah.
0: part of it, but we just don't know what was behind it. And now they're going to be able to go in a different direction. What'd, what'd you think about it, Marco? Uh,
2: yeah. I mean, that'd be, I always thought that'd be kind of an interesting dynamic with him. Um, uh, strong and uh, Bobby fish. Obviously Kyle O'Reilly was uh, in a main, in the main event that night. So he probably mm-hmm. would have been a part of it. Um but yeah, that would be a pretty cool dynamic if they like kind of turned their backs on 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 uh, Adam Cole. And where uh, the where the draft is, uh, uh, you know, Triple H came out and said he wasn't sure where NXT stands. Um in the draft is just going to be between SmackDown and Raw or NXT. Um if that's the case, you never know, you might see Adam Cole show up on Raw or SmackDown if it's a uh, if it's if, if they are included so maybe they I are- didn't
1: even think about that about them I was when it when the whole this whole time I've just been thinking the draft like between Raw and SmackDown I hadn't even like thought about them including drafting to NXT Yeah,
0: yeah. they could go could back and forth something, This could be somewhere where they just end up pulling the plug on the whole storyline but yeah it's, to me I was suspicious because you know uh Roddy and Bobby Fish they were just so over the top like when they came they were running down at ringside you know yeah. they were with Adam first off. they were with Adam Cole Right before, you know, walking Kyle O'Reilly out. So in theory, they would have all been watching the match together. But then they came running down, and I think it was Bobby Fish. Yeah. He looked at Finn Balor. He was like, what happened? Did you see what happened? And, you know, like as if Finn Balor wasn't just in a 30-minute match. <laughs> exactly. Right
2: yeah. the whole <laughs> and he couldn't so, say anything either because yeah. the jaw was broken yeah. in two <laughs> yeah. places.
1: And Roddy was a little bit over the top tonight, too. You know, I mean, I know that's kind of his personality. But even when Kyle O'Reilly was kind of beating himself up, he was like, oh, no, no, man. Like, you know, don't be hard on yourself. And uh, he was just kind of being a little bit too – you know, understanding and too, you know, friendly. So who knows? Yeah. I mean, may- maybe they could take it there, but yeah, they may just scrap it all and be like, you know, sorry, sorry, Rich <laughs> <Yeah>, Holland. So. <laughs>
0: that, that was the big, the big beats out of uh, NXT. Let's move over to Dynamite. Um, so first off we saw our boy, Will Hobbs, you know, he's somebody that got the, uh, the official chick Foley show rocket strap treatment. He had his first real big solo match. He fought Brian Cage for the FTW championship. Um, came up a little short but it was uh one hell of a hoss fight uh Marco did you catch much of their match
2: yes I did um seen uh, cage pull uh, a freaking standing uh what do you call moonsaw, which is pretty awesome Yeah, um, yeah a lot that of was, it was yeah the, um there was a uh I think Hobbs hit an f5 too uh, which is pretty awesome yeah it was a it was a good back and forth two big big season guys big dude season yeah uh <laughs> in full swing still. um yeah yeah, I, I mean, I was we all, we all like the uh, like the technical wrestling guys and the the guys that can do high flying stuff. But I always definitely have a soft spot for the for the bigger guys going back and forth. Dating I back think that to could like be,
0: uh, a good dynamic for the FTW championship. Just let that kind of be the the big Hoss championship. You know what I mean? The the big beefy dudes. Let let that be the belt that they fight over. That'd be awesome. Yeah,
2: for, I'm here the, for that. the world title. Yeah, man. Just definitely back like calling back to the days of, like the Golden Era. It's like Hogan and Warrior and. Just guys just kicking the crap out of each other, just big giant dudes. I mean, still have a soft spot for that growing up back then. So, uh, no, it was a really good match. Uh, Will Hobbs is a, is definitely um, one of the the future superstars of AEW if they uh, put him in the uh, right direction.
0: Yeah, I, I love the guy. I hope they keep his kind of you know loose friendship with uh, with Mox going. Also, I think that could be nothing but uh, but good for him being associated with him. But yeah, we're we're big fans of Will Hobbs here, and we're root for him to to achieve everything that uh you know his potentials got laid out for him. Uh the other big thing was the dog collar match between Brody Lee and Cody. So we saw Cody, you know, a uh, a Chick A show favorite. You guys know how we feel about Cody over here. Uh he comes back after taking 5 weeks off to record his game show to become the first ever two-time TNT champ. What did you guys think of the the dog collar match?
1: I mean, it was a good match. Um obviously, you know, no, no surprise that Cody got busted open and there, there was blood. Um, and he was just, he was just such an over like I don't know he was just being such a baby face like this is for you guys <laughs> this is my livelihood you know and just like uh, really putting himself over dude and it was just I don't know I mean I, I don't like I don't have an issue with Cody Seth doesn't I have do. an issue <laughs> you don't have an you don't you don't yeah. dislike him you a just, little
0: bit. I don't like the character. Just
1: a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, But yeah, I don't have I don't have an issue with him. But yeah, it was just it just to me it just felt like he was trying really really hard. And Brandy was out there, and you know Dusty was out there, and it was just a little bit too much. It is cool. Um. But I I am stoked to see next week when um he's going to fight Orange Cassidy. Uh, I thought it was really cool when he was like, you know, who are you gonna who are you gonna face next week when you defend the title? And then Orange Cassidy just comes strolling out of the back. I I love that.
0: Marco did the uh, dog car match live to your expectations?
2: um it was really good uh but all i could really think of was like just <laughs> taking your words from the last show and just like putting and just watching cody yeah. perform so you, guys you were
0: watching
1: for you every were watching cody through Seth lens
2: yeah so uh, so uh, you all you always want to do that you want to go hey maybe someone's on the outside looking in so maybe you want to take their perspective and see what what they're seeing and mm-hmm. you know what he's not wrong at all um it kind of, I don't know, you, you might be right about him uh, kind of not being as as great as everyone thinks he is. Yeah, I just, um, uh, you know, to I, me,
0: that whole match, to me, it was more violent than good, you yeah. know. Like, did it's, both guys need to bleed? Did, yeah. you know, the guy in the ring side, did he need to bleed? It's like, <laughs> you know, yeah, like. I get it. Anytime you see blood, it makes the match seem more hype, but with Cody, it's just, it happens nonstop. Yeah. yeah. You, know what I mean?
1: you, you, now you expect that if Cody doesn't get busted open, you're like, Oh, that wasn't, that was kind of subpar match, you know?
0: Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I'm still giving Cody the chance to win me over, but he's, he's still going it. He, Cody is not over with me. So I'll, I'll die on that hill for now. Uh, and, Last thing for Dynamite, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't offer our salute to uh, Le Champion, Chris Jericho, 30 years in the game. We celebrated it tonight. Um, it's crazy. You know, I, I remember as a kid seeing this guy when he first had his baby face run as the Lionheart in WCW. Um, what what you know, what's you guys want to talk about some of your favorite uh, Jericho memories or, or your overall thoughts on Jericho's place in pro wrestling history?
1: Oh, Marco is Marco's huge Jericho fan. I'll but let yeah, Marco go
2: first. Yeah, if you know yeah, if you guys listen to the show at all, you know my stance on it. I think it, I did like an article on our Patreon page. Mm-hmm. You go back and read it actually on why Jericho is the greatest of all time. Um just the just the ability to stay relevant um in this day and age. Um, especially like in the social media era where um with the the little bit of the bubbly thing and he had the yes. bunch of people doing like the different edits and all the memes and stuff like that. To, That's that's basically getting over. uh, He knows how to get any
1: like he can get a phrase over, he can get anything over. Like everything he touches, like just turns to gold. Like I think it's just because he does it with such conviction, like everything and even the stupid stuff that anybody else that tried to do it, you would be like, Oh my god, like this is so lame. But when Chris Jericho does it, like there's something cool about it.
2: Yeah, like when he calls people pumpkin headed dipshit, that's like (laughs) (laughs) it's, it's, it's funny. It's a it's a stupid term, but it's hilarious. The way he delivers it, it's it's like, oh, my God, that's the greatest thing ever. But yeah, if anyone no else one's said ever it,
1: called an, a person an idiot with such conviction yeah, you uh, idiot. other than Jericho.
2: Idiot. <laughs> Stupid yeah. idiot. Um, but, yeah, no, he's uh, – a story career, I mean, you can go on and on, like all the matches he's had, um, all the things he's done, all the storylines he's been a part of. Um, and most of the storylines he's been a part of, he's had a hand in as well. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Mind-blowing. You know, the yeah, yeah behind the scenes he you know he came up with the money in the bank concept and we know how legendary that is uh, yep yeah it's uh, to me the, the biggest thing is, like you guys mentioned you know is the continuous reinvention you know like the you said, evolution he's he stayed relevant for 30 freaking years when sometimes it's hard to stay relevant for six months in pro wrestling yeah. that the fan base you know we we're fickle you know we are a fickle bunch we we change our tunes on folks you know from week to week sometimes but this guy has stayed over as a baby face, as a heel, as a tweener in, you know, WCW, yeah. WWE, and now AEW, even in new Japan. Uh, the guy's a legend, you know? Um, I just, I, to me, I don't know if he's going to go on, you know, I don't see him get mentioned on a lot of like wrestling Mount Rushmore's, but he's definitely in that conversation and just f- based on the longevity of his career and he's still going strong.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's still doing some of the best work of his career. I just think he, I mean, he's just incredible. I love the stuff that he did with KO in, in WWE. I thought that was like, you know, the festival of friendship and all of that. Yeah. Some people thought it was corny, but I thought I just it loved, great. yeah, it was great. The whole yeah, list, the list of, Jericho, the list of Jericho. I mean, who else could get that over, you know? Yeah. Um, it's
2: just. <laughs> magnificent. Yeah. He had, he had so many different personas. He had like the, in, in WWE, the Y2K, obviously. Yeah. He was the Ayatollah, Rock and Rolla. <laughs> he came back as a, save us, the save us yeah. Y2J. And then he, he, he was the best of the world as well. Oh yeah. And then him and him and CM Punk had that feud of who was the best of the world, which he came up with that term first, and then Punk kinda ripped it off of him. But uh yeah, then this then the list and yeah, no, he's he's and then obviously New Japan with the painmaker and all that all that type of stuff. So yeah, no, he's he definitely could reinvent himself. Um I'm kinda uh, excited to see what his next iteration if he if he does hang around for another few years. Um but he's gonna be fifty this year, I believe, too, so um, that's
1: crazy, that's crazy. I mean, and he, but, he's, but it's so cool because I think he's in a perfect spot right now you know he did what he needed to do in AEW by making it relevant and yeah. carrying the title and you know adding some prestige to the title yeah. and now he's like putting guys over like MJF oh, yeah. Um. and I just think I think this is like the perfect spot for him because it's not like he's gonna have to take like crazy bumps or anything like that you know nothing nothing insane he's on but his
2: victory lap now yeah, yeah. God, Nipsey Hussle <laughs> yeah. exactly <laughs> the marathon yeah
0: man so yeah shout out to Jared You know, salute to him. Chris, if you're listening, you know, we got an interview segment lined up for you, man. Just let us know.
1: Uh, Anytime. Yeah, we'll have
0: you on the show. Pour the bubbly. We'll all be
1: drinking bubbly.
0: (laughs) All right. And now it's really hard to put into words the excitement that uh, the three of us have for for this top story of the week. Um, You know, I think Sheena and Phil talked about it on the first episode of The Chick Foley Show. Mm -hmm. It got some play because the show started in October. This is something we've been talking about for years. You know, before. Before Sheena even made um, the the Chick Foley show, before I think she even had the Chick Foley Instagram account, yeah. we talked about how much we wanted this to come back. You know, when WWE bought WCW back in two thousand and one, they didn't just you know buy the promotion, the wrestlers. They bought all of the intellectual property. And one thing WCW was great at was coming up with these unique themed events. You know, they had a bash at the beach. Um, Great American Bash, mm-hmm. Slamboree, Fall Brawl. But the one that stuck out in everybody's hearts and minds above all others was Halloween Havoc. And they snuck it in out of nowhere. Uh, Takeover 31, that Halloween Havoc is back. So I think all of us are collectively kind of bracing to, you know, end up being let down by this. Because yeah. there's just no way they could live up to our expectations after after legit 20 years. You know, 2000 was the last time we had Halloween Havoc. So mm-hmm. after 20 years this things coming back um marco what do you think is nxt gonna do halloween havoc justice
2: I, I think it i think it will if you're gonna bring something like that back from the dead <laughs> no pun intended um the, it's gonna it's gonna be really good um i think they're gonna have the set design and everything i think they're gonna have uh, i'm not sure if they're gonna have pumpkins but they'll probably have like gravestones
1: if they don't have pumpkins i'm out yeah to I mean, have. i mean the giant I mean, pumpkins
0: you know, I'm sure they have spirit Halloween stores in Orlando. You know, oh, yeah, you can find a playable Pumpkin there or go to Home Depot. Go to yeah. go to
1: freaking Universal Studios and go to their like back lot and just yeah. get all the shit from there. You know, all of their like you know, Halloween. I can't remember, I forget what the name of their Universal's Halloween, like Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, get all their extra like thrown away Halloween horror night stuff and well, yeah. just set it up, dude. Like I, I
2: mean, they you, do got, you their... gotta
1: bring you gotta bring the set design. Yeah, um, are we gonna it, see like a chamber of horrors? Match.
2: Okay. <laughs> My girls hosting it, so it's oh yeah, inspired. Yeah, she. I mean, I you're love gonna her if,
0: hosting it too. That's great. Yeah, great
2: if you're choice. gonna put her in charge, it's definitely gonna be. It's definitely gonna be a. It's gonna be a spectacle. I'll tell you that much. So, uh, what do you guys
1: it,
0: have on your wish list? What's the stuff you guys want to see?
1: As far as like, just like the anything. Oh well, I told you. I want. I want the. I want the full set for sure. I want yeah. there to be like. I, well, the one thing that kind of worries me is that it's just a regular Wednesday night. Yeah,
0: that's episode. What's me skeptical yeah, an episode. It's not a takeover. So,
1: and we we talked about last week that uh, it was either last week or the week before. We talked about how in this era right now. NXT can literally do a takeover event anytime, any place, right? So why wouldn't they make this? Like they they have plenty of time to build up to a takeover. They if they built up to the takeover that we just watched with like almost zero storyline, like why can't we build up to a Halloween takeover? Halloween havoc, yeah, take over Halloween havoc. Like that would be so sick. Um, But the one thing that has me skeptical is that they're just going to kind of cheap out on it, and like it's going to be a cheap way to get a one week ratings war win against AEW because the only other time the NXT has beaten AEW in the ratings was when they did great American bash, which we all know was a great American failure. Um, so I don't know. I hope they just like pull out all the stops because if they don't, I'm gonna be really sad.
0: To me, I wanna see the set design. All right. Giant pumpkin better be there. Gravestones. Yeah.
1: Headstones be there. for sure.
0: I wanna yeah. see a uh I wanna see a costume battle royal. All right, where uh you know, I wanna see all the wrestlers <laughs> either either dress up as gimmicks from times past or just, you know, whatever they want, but we need to see need that. And what would really matches. set it over the top for me. I want the wheel. I want spin the wheel oh, and make the deal. Oh my I god. I want I want to see Finn Balor. We and, love an
1: on oh. a pole match. Somebody <laughs>
0: doing a spin the wheel, make the deal for the uh the NXT championship. You yes.
1: Know? And they should do they should put together one of those little like, you know, um micro shows, like a little, you know, um promo video like they did with uh, <laughs> Sting and Jake Roberts. Like I think that would just be so freaking oh. sick, man. You know, just Just go full bore with, you know, spin the wheel, spin the (laughs) wheel. Um, And maybe we can, maybe we can, um, you know, like – revive and not make it so horrible right we can like uh save the spin the wheel gimmick and actually have like a you know texas death match or something like that and not a not an on the pole match you know
2: yeah it'd be pretty cool i'm just hoping to hear macho man's voice saying halloween havoc because he said (laughs) it the best he'd be like halloween havoc i hope they just (laughs) like oh just just at some point there's like a drop in there um or they do like a little beginning promo where it has like all the Halloween Havocs from from the past, so they'd play like all the old videos and all that type of stuff. And just just to hear that, because that just brings me back when you just hear him say it's because I think he did a probe. I think he did one of the commercials for one of the Halloween Havocs, and that's yeah, why that I, was
0: I, uh, so, so Slim Jim. Uh, you know, they were basically paying Macho Man's contract uh, yeah. those first couple of years in WCW. If you yeah. listen to uh, eighty three weeks with Eric Bischoff, he goes into detail on it. it was it was an interesting deal? They basically. We're paying his contract with just the agreement that WCW was going to give this guy weekly time on TV and stuff. And one of the uh, one of the stipulations on it was that he main evented, I think, the first two Halloween Havocs after he yeah. was there. Cause, yep. uh, just again, to kind of illustrate how big of a deal this is, you know, Eric Bischoff talked about um, even though Starcade was always kind of the the biggest WCW event in the eyes of the fans, just because it was the original one. Uh, You know, the original big pay-per-view for them. Uh, Eric Bischoff said, in their minds, Halloween Havoc was always their biggest show. That's one that did the most most pay-per-view buys. It had the biggest live gate, and it was the biggest deal to them, so it's really huge. We're finally getting this back after 20 years. Uh, and yeah, you know, maybe they can dig up some of those macho man voiceovers to, uh, to play <laughs> on some of these hype packages. We get the next few weeks,
1: but yeah, they should just do like a history of, you know, like in the beginning when it's starting, they should like go through and like do all the logos and like show you kind of like some, you know, best moments from yeah. Halloween Havoc's past. Yeah.
0: Give us some clips of the chambers of horror. match. Yeah. You know, show us the oh, yeah. coal miner's glove on a pole match. Yeah. You know? Um, you know, we had DDP versus Goldberg, probably Goldberg's best match ever was on Halloween Havoc. Uh, Yeah, just such a rich history here. Um, I'm going to do my absolute best to try to just let this be something that, you know, I'm happy that it's happening and not try to put, you know, the burden of my expectations on it. But yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome to come back. And I hope we see more WCW events coming back in the future.
2: What do you think? They did uh, in your house, Justice. They did. They had the house there. They had the whole set. Um, as well as they they dug up Todd Pattingell, so who knows? Yeah, that's
1: <laughs> true. That's so, very. I true
2: I mean, it, don't 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 stare NXT away too fast. Uh, no, I think I think it'll be uh, and it's a month away too. It's not till the end of the month, so there's plenty of time to to plan and you know hopefully get that set design.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So thank you, whoever was behind the decision. We just hope Bye that me. you know it lives up to. To what we remember of, of halloween havoc in our hearts and minds so that wraps up the chick six you know give us you guys thoughts if there's something that you guys think we missed that we should include this week um we'll be happy to address it but it's now time for everybody's favorite segment of the week go figure here comes the money here we
2: go Money talk, talk. here comes the money money money, money.
0: All right, go figure. This segment sponsored by Ringside Collectibles. Remember, use code Chick Foley for all your orders there to get 10% off. Uh Marco, take us away with figure news.
2: All right. So we'll do uh we'll we'll speed through this real quick. So uh so on uh, ringside right now, uh this happened after the show last week. Um it popped up. So you can actually pre-order right now uh Top Picks 2021, uh WrestleMania Elite Series 37, uh, and Elite Series 82. Uh, all on ringside right now, so um, all those all those figures are available to pre order. They're obviously you can pre order the whole set as well, uh, or individually. Um, and I remember I'm super that
0: WrestleMania excited. set is a uh, build a figure set for Paul Ellering. Yes, it is. Rock. Yeah,
2: that's the uh, that's the one that's everyone kind of like. I remember everyone's kind of like, "What? Why would why would they do a build a figure for <laughs> Paul Ellering?" But then now I think a lot of people think it's pretty cool because um, it's kind of like a like an odd figure to have um and to build and i think a lot of people will actually just buy the whole series just to do it and you can complete your I'm road stoked. warriors
1: yeah uh, i like the i like the um like the it's got the old like the young paul ellering and then like the old head scan paul ellering you yeah know? And,
2: it, and it comes with you the aop
1: like uh, and the road warriors you yeah know?
2: and it comes with the puppet right that he had the uh yeah, Rocco. yeah so yeah no it's pretty awesome i'm i'm actually pretty stoked it's like like i said it's one of those like odd things where they may have probably put it as like a special edition or collector's edition figure but why not just throw it in a uh like a a figure and yeah which um,
1: figures which of these figures are you getting marco
2: i don't know i haven't decided yet for uh for actually the whole series i've been i i kind of i definitely want to get the uh the goldberg because of the the blue universal mm-hmm. title um and that's pr- uh, maybe uh, definitely the china too because as the uh the uh the women's uh, the original women's championship, yeah. too, as well. But That's other than that, possible. yeah, I've been kind of like bouncing back and forth trying to figure out which ones to get. But definitely, those two would be out uh, of 37.
1: Are you getting any of the Elite 82s? Um, gotta that I haven't decided get on Keith yet. Lee, dude.
0: Yeah, uh, definitely Keith Lee. I uh, recommend everybody pre order that Keith Lee. I think yeah. these would be a hot ticket figure.
2: But I wanted to wait for the Chase, though. So I haven't seen the Chase up on there yet because there is a Chase version of uh, that uh, Keith Lee. Um, so I might wait to see if that pops up before I mm-hmm. pull the trigger on it. But um, yeah, I mean the king might be pretty cool to have too as well. Um, uh, Jerry Lawler, but
1: everybody's got to have that Rob Gronkowski.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm from New England, so I definitely I should probably just buy by law. I'll probably get a uh, kicked out of Massachusetts if I don't buy it. So maybe I should get the uh, Rob. Gronkowski. They'll probably just
1: send you one in the mail.
2: That is true. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, actually, I didn't even think of that. So I was just, I'll just Instead wait to you're see that.
0: You just get a Gronkowski elite. Yeah. <laughs>
2: As a Massachusetts, seems resident, like a fair,
1: yeah, seems like a fair trade off. <laughs>
2: um, but speaking of Rob, Rob Gronkowski, so I'm going to put this under one thing. So Ego Moss uh, has a lot of uh, pre orders going on right now. Um, so they have their obviously Rob Gronkowski um, uh, figure figurine it. that you can pre order with the uh, the 24 7 title. Uh, On his shoulder, which is pretty cool. He has the same Gary War at uh, WrestleMania 36. Um, Yeah. yeah, They have two uh, uh, hero collectors as well Hogan and Flair as well, um, which are pretty cool. Um, The ones I'm pretty excited for, they're actually on there. You can pre order them now. Um, But uh, the feed and Jeff Hardy, and they're signed as well, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, the feed looks pretty awesome. He kind of has a like, he's kind of like, uh, leading like how he like kind of like walks down yeah. like members to the ring uh, Jeff Hardy's doing his signature Jeff Hardy pose um, but yeah no, those Eagle Moss is uh, they're, they're doing it right now they're pumping out a lot of figurines uh, are you guys picking up any of these or do you have do you own any of no, we had, a, we
1: had a Bret Hart. We gave we gave it away in a, a recent Chick-fil-A giveaway. Yeah, I, yeah. I like them. I think they're awesome figures. I think they would be really cool. I mean, if you had the place to display them, but I mean, we already have so many. We still other. not have the
0: space. Yeah, we that's already our, have. So that's many our things. biggest limiter on our collection right now is we just we just don't got the space with two kids. Uh, you know, real estate's at a premium in the house, and we I mean we do have a whole room uh, dedicated to figures, but you know, th- with our Mattel collection being as big as it is, there's really only so much. Uh, that you can collect and so. we
1: and we you know we're we're kind of like we have to once we commit to a collection we go hardcore on it so it's not like we yeah, can just have, just have like one or in. two like eagle moss figures like we're just gonna yeah. just get the fiend you know it's gotta we gotta go all in and i think these are really cool like i feel like these are like great like for your work desk or something like that i think it's just like a perfect little yeah, accent uh, piece our
0: friends scott and jeff at fully posable they call them desk displays
1: yes yeah 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 so yeah, yeah they're pretty they're pretty cool i i, I like them but we're just not gonna open that wormhole
0: maybe uh you know when we build our dream house maybe i'll just get you know a, a big build my own warehouse behind just turn into a you know a little mini restaurant. yeah we'll museum. just have like a,
1: a kyle peterson setup you know
0: <laughs> the big thing I, the thing i've had my eye on have you seen the loyal subjects the little vinyl figures marco have you seen those
2: yes yeah, I've yeah seen
0: so those. those look i don't dude, i i love those things i love the look of them i love how they have the chases and they got the odds on what they are and getting the chases and stuff. You know, it takes me back to like collecting, you know, basketball cards and stuff yep. when I was a kid. Um, those just look like they would be a ton of fun to collect and display. But, uh, Again, you know, I'm I'm just I'm watching from a distance right now. I'm just jealous of everybody I see getting them on Instagram and stuff. <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> thinking with Mattel and Hasbro and Pops. You know, I think you know with three three active uh, WWE collections, I think I'm good.
1: Yeah, but. you have to remember as a collector that you can observe and appreciate how awesome something is without having to own it. You know, oh, yeah, we have, to keep, we have to keep telling ourselves that all the time, you know, because new, new awesome stuff is going to keep, keep rolling out. Um, And obviously every, every person collects differently, but yeah, just remind yourself that you can think something is awesome. You can think, like appreciate its epicness without actually having to add it to the collection.
2: Yeah, it's definitely, yeah. Especially with like the, like we talk about this all the time, like the Ninja Turtles, uh, they're like pretty much their licenses with every figure maker <laughs> in, yeah, the, in the, the world. So like, yeah. You, they, just, they just announced like Super Seven um, is releasing some of the the uh, the cartoon um, figures. As well, they have the Casey Jones and stuff like I think they're like next year they're coming out, but like they look pretty awesome. They look pretty sweet. Who would have thought? It.
1: You know, the guy who played Casey Jones. He was just thinking like, you know, he's he's gonna get like all these royalty checks just like out of nowhere. You know, it's like. <laughs> Like, all I mean, of a sudden, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles became, like, super relevant again. And it's like, okay.
0: Yeah, I saw the uh, the Splinter and uh, Baxter sets mm-hmm. coming out the end of October. That's definitely yeah. going to be a must-add for the collection. Those figures look gorgeous.
2: Nope, stick, it, stick it with the movies. Stick with oh, the movie it's, turtles, et it's cetera. You're,
1: and- you're smart because, man, they are cranking out the cartoon turtle characters. I mean, they, they are digging deep. Oh yeah, um, in the in the archives
2: for yeah. the Cartoon cartoon. If you Turtles, had like in- a
0: two episode story arc? You're getting figures in that. Yeah, time, oh, yeah. So. And, uh,
2: <laughs> I, I seen uh Mondo Gecko was one of them as well. Yeah, yes. definitely uh, getting him. Yeah, so I was like, oh, when I see that, I was like, oh, Mondo Gecko. <laughs> uh, like, nope, nope, nope. Got to stick with the movie. Got to stick with the movie license. That's it. Nothing else. Yeah, put your, wait put for your that. Uh, wait for that April O'Neil to uh, to pop up, which is going to be pretty pretty epic when they do that one. Um, so moving on. Uh, so this is from Action Figure Attack. Uh, definitely follow him. He has yeah, all pretty much all the all the up to date news on everything. Um, so the WWE Ultimate Edition Finn Takeover series. Um, so it'll be released quarterly, starting fall twenty twenty one. One figure will release each quarter, um, and this will be on top of the regular Ultimate line which is um, – that will be on uh, Rinktide Collectibles. Um, and they are Amazon exclusive, these Ultimate Edition Fan Takeover. That's cool. Um, that is that cool. uh, That's like that – uh, it was an update. It was actually – it was supposed to be like, you know, Target because they carry the Ultimate Series. Yeah. But um, they announced it's just going to be Amazon exclusive, which I think helps a little, helps a little bit better because, I mean, they're accessible. <laughs> at that, yeah. at that point, amazon, on all the
0: amazon exclusives that have been around so far they've been you know pretty plentiful it's been easy enough to get them if you want them
2: yeah you don't have to like wait around or wait till wait forever to get get your hands on them especially with these i, I think the first one is the jeff hardy one correct yeah
0: i saw the yeah i saw yeah. the voting went live on it i'm a. Uh, I'm glad they're saying that these are gonna be on top of the regular releases because in my experience so far, the fan takeover series, like mm-hmm. you know, you gotta remember it's not just figure fans that are voting on these, or it's really not even the hardcore fans. They throw this it's post like up fans. on WWE.com's yeah. main website. And no offense to the people that have voted been voting on these so far, but they typically pick the worst options. You know, <laughs> I always see what ends up winning. I'm like, What the hell is wrong with you guys on these choices? So oh, yeah. Uh You know, hopefully uh, there's really not a bad Jeff Hardy figure. You know, I think his his last elite that he had was was basically an ultimate edition anyways, you know, with all the different head sculpts and stuff. Um, So, uh, you know, hopefully I'm sure this one will be great as well. Uh, But yeah, let's.
1: So do you think these will be in the same packaging? Like, what kind of, like, is it obviously oh, going to have fan takeover branding, I'm sure, right? Not just regular old Ultimate Edition packaging?
0: I don't know. They haven't said yet. That'd be interesting if they had something on there. Maybe they'll just mention something on the back about it being fan takeover, because I know they probably want to stay consistent with the uh, Ultimate Edition So boxes. do you think,
1: like, maybe Ultimate Edition is going to become, like, the new tier? So instead of just being, like, an elite figure, like, it, like you can release any sort of line of figures, but it's just going to be an Ultimate Edition, right? Like, it could just be, like, WrestleMania 37, Ultimate Edition.
0: That would be sweet. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, so it's yeah. just that like basic,
1: cool. elite, and then ultimate edition.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, think, ultimate I think it's going to have different packaging <clears throat> just to differentiate it. Yeah. Um,
1: I, th- I think they would have to, too, because they, they've been so consistent so far with having one legend and one um, current superstar in their ultimate edition series that I can't imagine that they're just going to, like, muck it up with all the, you know, fan, fan series takeovers. Yeah.
2: Um, and some news on the WWE Elite 79 series uh, concerning The Undertaker. Um, I guess he will be in cases um, at Walmart, obviously, because that's where um, he's the exclusive. Um, <laughs> um, it, said, it says it will be plentif- plentiful and on display in November. Lies. Um, it will be, <laughs> be likely how the uh, the collected Edition Rock was uh, released, but obviously more... That the the, the rock had at that time. But uh Yeah,
0: that'd be cool. Because, we'll yeah, I remember the Rock the, the Rock was pretty easy to find. Yeah. I know when I found him on the in, in store, he was in uh you know, he was with the Ghostbusters uh figures, mm-hmm. came out at the same time. Basically one side of the display was Ghostbusters and the other side was all those rock figures. So that'd yeah. be cool. You know, that Undertaker the, the packaging's awesome. If you're an MOC collector, uh you'd definitely have to have that in your collection and it'd be a great figure to get signed by the Undertaker on the, the rare occasion he does autograph signings, but again not not a huge fan of that figure overall i don't really need a modern day undertaker figure in my collection
2: yeah um yeah i mean it's it'd be pretty cool to have like the decade of dominance undertaker and then that one kind of like the first that would be neat the undertaker type of thing if you want to like bookend it that way if you want to do a little like a little collector series that'd um, be cool just see like the beginning of him and then the end i would just would be pretty awesome but um it it does showcase obviously on the back of those uh, packaging it does showcase like the, his his um um beginnings and then his end on the 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 thirty year version of it. So, um, but we'll move on to the uh, <clears throat> Survivor Series elites. So some news on that they will obviously will be at Target um, and they'll be on the same pegs as like the Royal Rumble and Summer, Royal Rumble, excuse me, and SummerSlam figures. Mm-hmm. Um, they're expected to release uh, with the next reset. At target so whatever that is whatever your local yeah. target decides to do that
1: exactly <laughs> there is all, no, yeah there is might, no rhyme or reason know, to like, Thoughts and prayers. may the odds yeah. be ever in your favor
2: um and then they and then obviously they'll be on ringside too because that was news uh, a couple weeks ago that uh the nice. survivor series elites will be on ringside do yourself a
1: favor and, so. and get um, them off. if you if there's something in this series that you know that you want just don't don't a headache just don't deal with it right like we saw it with that last series that came out at target like it was such a headache with trying people trying to get them from the back and it was just not worth it get them from red side uh, use that Coach john Dickoli. morrison's
0: gonna be the hot figure to get in that yeah. set you know his yeah, first figure so. since he's been back him and and kane kane's always usually got his figures always do pretty well i don't think they've ever made a bad kane figure uh we had some late breaking news today for figure news so first off you know as we were set to go uh, live, I think it was about thirty minutes before we hit the record button. Um, a batch of AEW Unrivaled Series One Chase Jericho's went live on Ringside. I think they were up for about four minutes before they sold out. Uh, Marco, what'd you think of that hundred dollar price tag on there?
2: Um, it was like whoa at first, <laughs> but then, but then it does it does come with though, the you know, yeah
0: 30, <laughs> figures if you, you know. <laughs> If you want to add that to your collection, you got to be ready to pay the price. And luckily ringside actually pulled these, you know, they could have, uh, you know, they could have just held them and, and, you know, made it a pain in the butt and randomly inserted them into sets and stuff where you got to keep on buying them to get them. But, uh, yeah. you know, our friends at ringside made them available and obviously there's a market for them cause they went quick.
2: Oh yeah, no, definitely. And, um, the, you know, the, it, it does come with a protective case too, the, uh, the, I think we, we spoke about this as well. The Unrivaled, they actually made uh, specific um, casing for those as well. So it does come in a protective case, so it's not um, by itself. So you are getting the the extra added protection for it too. So, I mean, the price alone, they are definitely hard to find, the Chase figures, um, as well as like the little brand brand. I'm waiting for those to pop up again on <laughs> on. Uh, yeah on ringside too so they'll probably and i'm assuming they'll probably do something like that again i they did say that they had a limited quantity they uh and um there is a giveaway that they're doing too as well on twitter uh to to get one so you haven't had the chance if you miss out on uh ordering one you can uh do the try to get on the giveaway and uh get one but yeah um price price was a little high but i mean if but you, you know you what know def- i like
1: about that as yeah. i like that I feel like you had to be a real collector if to get that because oh, yeah, there's definitely. not a lot of resale like value on that, right? Like they no. they marked it high enough to where like the resale market isn't just going to be sky high for it. yeah. Exactly. If it was a, if it was a $20 figure and then you're going to be able to sell it for, you know, 130 bucks or whatever, like I feel like people would have scooped them, but I feel like The people who really wanted it, collectors, um, probably got those figures because of that price point. So exactly, yeah. I'm happy for the people that did cop that figure. Yeah,
2: they found their they found the right their rightful hopes to uh to be. it. so yeah, definitely. I wish
0: uh I wish Mattel would would kind of take a page out of their book and put numbering on um on their chase figures and stuff. Just because I think it just really adds the collectability of it. You know, even Mm -hmm. if it's you know five thousand or something like that, at least you know you have one of only five thousand. Yeah. of these figures that have been made. It just makes it pretty cool. That's one thing where AW is definitely doing a little bit better than Mattel is just the overall transparency on communicate with us, letting us know exactly what's going on with the different figures and stuff. Whereas, you know, as awesome as action figure attack is, as being a brand rep for Mattel, um, there's a lot of times where he's like, you know, I, just, I can't really comment on that, you know. So I don't mm-hmm. know why the... Why the secrecy for in the toy industry? But I am sure there is a good reason for it. So, yeah. Um, the other big news from today was that Legend Series Eight has been found on the peg. So it looks like they've uh, started popping up in uh, Arizona and California. Um, that's definitely kind of been a trend over the last really four or five years with Target. It seems like for whatever reason, Targets on the West Coast are the first to get figures. Um, I did some digging around. These things are street dated for November first, so you can expect to run into some headaches if you got a pain in the ass uh, Target employee mm-hmm. yeah. in your local toy section, like Micah at uh, at <laughs> the, the Target. And on Lava Hanna. The, yeah, and we, we will Hawaii. never
1: forget our our experience with Micah. Yeah,
0: Micah, if you're listening, you know you're still kind of a bitch, but you know, <laughs> oh my gosh,
1: ouch. ouch,
0: it's calling out names. You guys have days. you guys have no idea how much of a hard uh, time this guy gave me trying to get uh some hall of fame series uh i think it was series four hall of fame series four figures it was just it was ridiculous man the guy just he refused to do his job uh and 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 we were so
1: nice at first and then he just kept on like needling just being like he took his like his small amount of like authority over us and just like pushed it to the absolute limit
0: yeah like dude ran the toy section at, at the target there and uh I try to explain, you know, he basically, if you guys don't know, the way Target does their their toy stock, it's kind of ass backwards. They don't restock until the pegs get empty. So the problem with that is if you have a figure that turns into a peg warmer, like for instance, Hall of Fame Series 2, Tito Tito Santana, Santana. peg warming Hall of Fame, you have figures that could potentially sit in the back of your store for years. Because literally that, those Hall of Fame Series 2 targets was on, were on the shelves for three years at our target. This in, is not
1: uh, an exaggeration.
0: In Hawaii for three years. And the dude just, he, I, I tried to explain to him like, I was very nice. I was like, dude, so these figures you guys have a case of in the back. They're like the, they're super hot right now. They'll sell right away. But because you we saw the numbers out.
1: jump on BrickSeek, That was what what yeah. happened, caused us to go there. It was like the numbers finally jumped. And yeah. We were like, oh, we got, they know, we know they got new figures.
0: And he just, he refused to bring them out. He was like, no, I'm not going to bring them out until these are gone. I'm like, dude, these guys, these figures have been on the shelf for like three years. Nobody's going to come in tomorrow and buy six Tito Santanas, you know? Yeah. It got to the point where, like, I had to offer to buy all every Titos. figure on the peg just for them to bring out. He literally, he was like, so you'll buy all these if I bring them out? I said, yeah, sure, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah. So anyways, Micah, you know, we haven't forgot about you, man. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Legend Series 8's out. If you guys want to get on BrickSeek, the DPCI code is 87 087- one six nine two zero zero so these things are in cases of five so my recommendation would be start you know checking your inventories today and just wait for them if you see if you see a store jump you know if you see a store suddenly get them back in stock it's most likely going to be a um uh these uh, well actually no i lied so they got a different d uh a different dpci from series one so it'll be easy so once if you see this come in stock you know it's legend series eight Go to your target. Be nice, all right. Mm-hmm. What, one thing that's worked for me is to offer to actually put them on the pegs. You know, if they'll bring them out, that works sometimes. Just be nice, be friendly, because a lot of these people are, you know, they have to deal with all the the, the masses every single day coming in and bugging them about stuff. They you know they don't they don't really know what's uh, about these different figure sets and stuff and how important they are to us. So be nice, be respectful, but go in and ask them to kindly pull them from the back. Um, but yeah, that's the DP. That's the dpci code and you can get these new legend series eight they should start showing up anytime they are street dated for november 1st though so expect to get some of those headaches if you have somebody that really wants to uh to kind of flex on you yeah. uh wh- which figures are you most excited for out of this set marco
2: oh my god um out of the survivor series definitely the the john the john morrison no no no, no the, the, uh,
0: legends. the legends the legend series 8.
2: oh the legends oh obviously Warrior, warrior come on yeah now.
1: there's,
2: didn't even there's have no to other have one that. yeah you did not that do you have to yeah she already knew, knew. right off the bat who, which one i wanted but yeah definitely the uh the jake the snake is pretty sick too but yeah uh, definitely the warrior the the obviously commemorating his last appearance on raw uh with, that, with that
0: 24 hours yeah yeah
2: that was uh yeah it was pretty heartbreaking i remember me and my buddy were just like what the hell we watched raw that night. we seen that the next morning we we're like what the hell just happened? He just said, he was just here with us the whole weekend. Like, the, the hell's yeah, but crazy. Um, yeah, the, uh, the jacket's pretty cool. I mean, the, the, the duster, um, that he's known for. all the his different types of mask. Duster. Yeah. The removable mask as well. Uh, that, I think that mask actually came in with the, the gift set that, uh, that they had on the right. legend shop. It's like the, the green and white, uh, yeah. warrior mask. Yeah, It's, it's, it, it, yeah, it's that, that figure pretty iconic for me anyway. Um, I mean, it, yeah. especially that speech that he gave to um, oh, it was, it was it, a hell of a speech. It man. was a
1: crazy speech. And like, you know, obviously we didn't know at the time that he wasn't going to be with us, you know, 24 hours later. But when you yeah. look back on it, it's literally just like he's giving his own <laughs> eulogy. Like, yeah, it's, it's the <laughs> yeah. most like chilling thing, you know, to think about. And I don't, I don't know. It just kind of makes you wonder, like, what kind of like. Hi, like what kind of spiritual thing is happening in your body right before it knows it's going to you know no longer be with us? So that's it was really cool. Yeah,
2: I mean it, not to dive on the warrior, but like a lot of like back then, a lot of his promos are pretty out there. If you have a, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. kids, if you want to go into uh, YouTube, Ultimate Ultimate Warrior promos, they're, they're a little out there. But uh, but if you uh, he 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 seemed like he he was like like a uh, like a universe type of person like he's in tune with that type of stuff so yeah i mean in, in judging from that last speech that he that he had about like pretty much he he was saying like you know i'm gonna I'm, I'm pass yeah so i'm gonna give you this last this last thing before i go so now like that maybe that, that actually that speech actually made me go back and listen to his other speeches or his other promos to like to see if it, like to piece things together see if he was like actually speaking two things um That he like I don't know that maybe the universe was telling him or maybe that's why it sounded kind of crazy because he
1: had some sort of intuition about things that were upcoming.
2: You never know, man. Hey, who knows? We don't. We don't know what's what's going on in uh in everyone's minds and what gifts they're giving. You never know. Listen,
1: we have a story. Um, we have like you know how animals have like intuition. My my fifteen year old dash hound. She wasn't fifteen at the time, obviously, but um that night before, like while we were watching Monday Night Raw, she was laying on the Ultimate Warrior wrestling buddy you know like she's
0: never done that before. never ever yeah. done that
1: before she was like laying on top freaking of it black widow yeah so we started wow. calling her like that the next <laughs> day she's widow. a black widow you know she freaking <laughs> killed the warrior you know like, she put some kind of weird voodoo spell on if him you see
0: uh i can't remember what they called it but there was a documentary they put together basically chronicling warriors like wrestlemania experience um from that week and i think i think he definitely knew that uh, his time was running short, you know, I don't think he thought he only had a couple of days left to live, but you could just see him kind of yep. making amends with folks. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. We did. Uh, watch just kind of, you
0: know, tying up loose ends. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, obviously we, we know how hard the wrestling lifestyle can be on people. And I think warrior, you know, he's definitely, uh, definitely partook in uh, steroids. So we know what kind of damage that can do to oh, uh, yeah. the old ticker. So I think, I think he knew he was, he was running short on time. Um, and I, you know, i selfishly I'm, I'm thankful that you know he at least got to come back and we got to kind of see him welcomed back into the wwe family before yep. he passed um yep. yeah that would definitely hit hard so it's yeah. pretty cool you know even though it's you know i guess it could be considered a little bit more but it's definitely cool that we're going to get a figure to commemorate that last appearance mm-hmm. um by the warrior so yep. let's uh let's you know let's move on to a lighter note and talk about our weekly purchases marco what all would you get this week
2: the uh, so only thing that uh, came in the mail was the uh, the Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt. Uh, yeah, we got that, too. Figure, yeah. So it's uh, pretty sweet. Um, Packaging's awesome. We still haven't it, opened
0: it, it up yet, but yeah, it looks good. Yeah, the packaging
2: is, it. Uh, if spoiler alert, it folds out into the actual Funhouse. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of, like, feel that it does, too, and see, like, the background, if you really look at it. Um it comes with all the puppets, like obviously, except for uh, Huskis the Pig, because everyone's Upset about that, but it's I'm not a hand puppet like the that. other ones. I don't uh, care. <laughs> That's We're that, that was Cus my
0: and uh and and the walrus on the next uh Bray Elite. You just watch, yeah,
2: they're, they're stick puppets, they're not hand puppets. So they yeah. they might be the next iteration of that of that figure, but yeah, no, it's I like it, it's it's pretty awesome. It's uh, it's, it's another Bray Wyatt figure. I think um, a lot of people are going to be uh. I think it, now that it's released, it's going to be a lot more popular than it was when it first mm-hmm. was announced. And the pictures were floating around of obviously no um, cloth sweater, and people were very upset about that. But yeah, um, Seth's
1: doing a, a fix-up on on our Funhouse figure. He's gonna he's gonna replace the hands with the uh, the gloved uh, hurt heel hands.
2: See, that's all you really have to do, when it's, and it's you fix it. it. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah no, I've
0: seen a lot of really cool fig photography and stuff too. So I think that's also going to kind of. Uh, kind of help the market for that figure and remember guys use code chick foley 10 off when you order yours always uh did you get anything else
2: no it's pretty much it that was a pretty pretty light late week uh, last week
0: nice so i we got we got the bray also we also were able to score the mark henry uh decade of domination figure i got a guy that i've dealt with on ebay for years this dude so he, he's down in texas that's all i'm gonna give out i really don't want to blow up my plug but uh this guy he works with Walmart, he works for walmart so he's able to get a lot of the sets early and uh cut us a good deal on that the figure's great so if you guys get a chance to get it you know hopefully these things still end up in store sometime gotta have it though to complete that nation of domination set he looks awesome we're gonna be doing an unboxing mania on that coming up soon uh, i picked up hasbro tatanka again still one by one, putting together my Hasbro collection. Um, got a few more pairs of Chalkline shorts to add to the collection. So we got both of the pairs of WrestleFest. Uh, we got the regular WrestleFest ones and the ones that had the the kind of pixelated 16-bit uh, graphics of the Ultimate Warrior on there. And then also picked up, they had a Street Fighter drop um, uh, about a week ago. And we got the, the Vega shorts, Vega him and E-Honda were my two favorite characters on there. You know, I, I think I could dominate pretty much anybody in Street Fighter 2 with E-Honda. I'm a beast with the the thousand-hand slap. So, unfortunately, they didn't have any E-Honda shorts, but they did do Vega. So, I went ahead and picked him up. And then, uh, this isn't a weekly purchase, more of a weekly hookup. Uh, Sheena's little sister, Morgan. She lives in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And um, at the IGA, by where they live, uh, they had... The Macho Man Slim Jim holder, uh, you guys remember it was oh wow uh, really blowing up uh, last summer. Mm-hmm. She walked in, yeah, you know, I guess she goes there all the time, and she was able to talk them into giving it to her for free. So she got it. So uh, huh. Sheena doesn't know this yet, but that's going to be a new fixture in our kitchen. I'm already setting up the uh, what the, I'm already setting up the uh, the Macho style uh, Slim Jims. They they had them, I think they were like Macho Madness branded Slim Jims. <laughs> I'm yeah. getting them set up on a uh, subscription purchase on Amazon. So we oh, just keep those in stock. So uh, we're going to have BC, beefy, spicy uh, snacks available all the time for anybody that's go. coming over to uh, to the Chick Foley household. Oh, uh, but yeah, so thanks, Morgan, for getting that for us. It'll be here soon. And uh, yeah, looking forward to having that to really complete the, uh, the ambiance in, in the kitchen.
1: No. For those of you who don't know, we have an amazing and incredible Mark cave where we keep all of our, our wrestling memorabilia. We do have an amazing print from Extra Cooler, uh, WrestleMania six print that we have for the playroom. Um, looks incredible in there. Fits in perfectly. But I have like a vibe in my home. You know what I mean? I'm like a boho mid-century plant lady, you know. And then Seth wants to throw this <laughs> macho man meat display right in the middle of my kitchen.
0: I'll uh, do a... Uh- for, for the, the Chick-fil-A Patreons in the in the Facebook group, we'll throw a poll up in the uh, in the group. We'll <laughs> let you guys decide if it no. should be, if that thing should be on display front and center in the kitchen, or if we got oh, to definitely it in should the, be. Uh, the wrestling room. So uh, <laughs> that's gonna wrap it up this week. For go figure. Let's move on to quarantine and chill. El <laughs> All right. Quarantine and chill. This is where we help you guys keep it tranquilo during the uh, the ongoing pandemic. You know, uh, people have been keeping tabs on it. It looks like uh, a lot of states are starting to spike. We knew that to expect that with the uh, the cooler weather starting to roll in. So you guys need some entertainment options. If you're stuck in the house, you got to have something to to watch or something to do. So, Marco, what's your quarantine and chill recommendation for the folks this week?
2: um so it's a it's a podcast actually so one of my uh one of my buddies he actually uh he lives in atlanta um he started a podcast called uh Passive baton not the patron so that's a lyric from a uh, j cole song if you guys right. are not familiar
0: oh um, yeah big j cole fan
2: all right awesome see that you picked it right up but uh yeah so you uh so basically he's it's only two episodes so it's not you don't have to he just started um so it's basically he he interviews a lot of different entrepreneurs um, in different uh business minds uh in different uh areas so like tech it could be uh real estate anywhere so he just like you know interviews them picks their minds on you know how they started their businesses and how uh, nice. where they see their business going and stuff like that um he actually uh, wants to have me on there on one of the episodes which is pretty cool so uh i awesome. was trying to work something out like that and obviously i'll uh um it's 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 be, i'm on the show because of this show. Um, and I actually kind of helped him. Uh, we had kind of like a little meet thing and he, he asked me some questions on like podcasting and stuff like that. And you know what I'm doing and um, how I hooked up with you guys and all that type of stuff. So I gave him my story. Um, and obviously uh, he, he's going to talk about a lot of like uh, uh, social uh, injustices and stuff like that and um, things in the you know different industries and stuff like that. So um, he's going to have me on to talk about that type of stuff and Super excited. So, yeah, so Passive uh, Patron. No, but I, Passive Baton, not the Patron. Um, yeah, it's only two episodes deep uh, right now, and it's, it's really good. Um, it's, they're about like a, about 45 minutes, so not really long. Uh, he actually said he didn't want to make them like two hours or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so he does have a format where it's pretty short, but every episode is a is an interview. So there's someone uh, from an industry or a business person on every episode talking about their you know, uh, where they started, where they are and all that type of stuff. So, uh, it's pretty interesting. If you like that type of stuff, I'm always into like, uh, different business minds and, uh, how people come up with their different business models and, um, you know, where they get their inspiration from and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, definitely check it out if you have the chance.
1: Sweet. Okay.
0: I got a, I got one. So it's something we talked about earlier, uh, on the episode and it's glow you know all three seasons now mm-hmm. the complete series now with the unfortunate news we got this week uh, yeah. the complete series is available on netflix so if you haven't had a chance yet go check it out uh, it's funny it's got some good dramatic beats in there to kind of hit in the feel spot and it's all tied into the world of 80s wrestling so there's a lot of stuff there to be entertained by um so definitely if you haven't had a chance yet go watch glow and now we'll turn it over to sheena for her first uh halloween related recommendation of the
1: month so I, I, feel like I recommend this. Um, you know, I've recommended it last year, but we have so many new listeners um, and so many new people Keep in our holy going. fam. Um, I'm going to recommend this every October until the end of October. Um, it is one of my favorite um, just Halloween movies. It's called Trick or Treat came out in 2009 um it's just it's like a little anthology it's like a a bunch of short stories that kind of just all intermingle and together um it's about halloween night and the whole vibe and everything for the movie is just spot on like i want to live in a little halloween town like that where just everybody puts like a million jack-o'-lanterns out like they hang their ghosts up and just like kids are just everywhere trick-or-treating on halloween night um and just all the hijinks and everything that go on but um obviously this one has a little bit more of a, um, a scary edge to it. So I highly recommend if you haven't yet, um, go, go watch trick or treat because it is one of my all time favorite Halloween movies.
2: Yeah.
0: I I co-signed that, you know, I'd love this movie so much. I I would say it's one of my favorite movies, period. Not even just Halloween movies. It's uh, a, it's scary, but it's still like, it's, it's just fun. You know, it's a lot of fun to watch. It's, You know, kind of like how we said Glow's a vibe, Trick-or-Treat's a vibe also. It's just, it really just encapsulates all of the scary side of halloween in one film so yeah it just
1: put you in the mood like it's going to kick off your october and your halloween season just perfectly like don't wait till the end of the month to watch it go ahead and watch it now to go ahead and just get the vibes going get the feels going um because it's it's so good not suitable for children i would say um you know young pretty children violent. pretty violent there's a little there's a little bit of gore um so yeah definitely you know if you're if you're older if you have older like you know teens uh they could they could probably watch it but uh yeah not suitable for kids
0: all right, that's it for Quarantine and Chill. It's time for Random Merch of the Week. All right, Random Merch of the Week. So me, Sheena, and... Marco, we are all three uh, big-time collectors. Um, we're constantly just scouring eBay, Mercari, different different dark corners of the internet to find uh, the most interesting wrestling merch we can to bring to you guys. So uh, we'll always make sure to post a link to this item in the chick fil Facebook group. Uh, Marco, tell us about these Hulk Hogan binoculars that you tracked down.
2: Yeah, so uh, yeah, on eBay, uh, they're $30. Yeah. Um, it's super rare. There's really no description for it, uh, but you can pretty much get the gist of it. It's uh, it's kind of like a. It looks like a box that turns into a pair of uh, binoculars. It's yeah, it, WWE. WS- it looks
0: like in a, like a goggles you'd make in school or something.
2: Yeah, something like that. It does actually say on the. It, there's a bunch of pictures that you can uh, look at. It does say, "Don't look at the sun when you're yeah, actually using these." So they're not. <laughs> don't uh, you'll, you'll blind yourself if you try to do this. But uh, uh they like I said, they, it's cardboard. I'm, I'm more interested in the book. That's it's not displayed as a part of it, but it looks like there's like a little flip book on one of the pictures. It says WWF Superstars Hulk Hogan. Yeah, uh, flip book. I looked, looked little... at another
1: listing that's got these binoculars, and I can see it in the corner, like the little. Yeah,
2: I'm kind of interested in that too. He should have threw that in as part of the package. But uh, uh, when you fold it, the uh, the flaps it actually folds into a picture of of Hulk Hogan doing his signature like you know uh, Python pose there but uh they look pretty cool i'm not sure yeah, if they work like
0: these are from uh 1988 is the uh uh from looking at another list with a little bit more info on them so yeah
2: this guy didn't really put much of a description down on what they are but uh you get the gist of it but they i mean they look pretty pretty sweet um if you like to collect little things like this um like i have my uh my hulk hogan rock and wrestling sticker book uh that i found at a comic book shop like a while ago yeah these um, are with-
1: perfect little obscure like um you know, collector pieces like to kind of fill out your display and stuff like yeah. that. I, I love little. Well, you stuff guys are like talking this. about filling
0: out your display, so uh, you know, China, you should know this. We've been to WrestleMania. You know, those are some big stadiums. You could be pretty far back. I want somebody to get some nosebleed seats to WrestleMania and to bust these bad boys out oh, to get a good view gosh, of the yes. uh, oh, yeah the action in the ring. Yeah, you because know, you don't pay that money to watch watch the big screen. You want to see what's going on in the ring. So let, let's see somebody bust these out at WrestleMania next year in uh, in L. A. or Tampa or wherever oh, it ends gosh. up being at.
2: yeah definitely 30 bucks um there's one viewed per hour so they are gonna they're probably someone's gonna probably buy them at some point uh so i'll definitely jump on it um i have my other my other random merch actually next week is it's not really random but uh it's pretty cool but i'll 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 keep it a a tease for now okay we got a we got a a
0: random merch tease for (laughs) uh from marco so anybody that lists this show uh, specifically for the random merch of the week you know either the The uh, you're all set for next week. We we got the hype going already, so I think this is the first time ever in the history of the Jake Foley Show we've had a two week lead in for uh,
1: (laughs) cliffhanger. Yeah,
0: Marco, I'm intrigued, man. This better be good. I hope so. (laughs) All right, folks, let's go to our retro wrestling recommendation of the week. And that classic WrestleMania theme just hits me in the field spot every single time. So retro wrestling recommendation of the week. This is where uh, we pick something. It could be from a few years ago. It could be from a few decades ago. But just give you guys something else, a recommendation to watch to help continue your, uh, your enjoyment, your fanhood of the greatest sport on God's green earth. So Marco, what's your retro wrestling pick for this week?
2: Oh, um, so I'm a theme guy. And since uh, today is the... 30-year uh, anniversary of Chris Jericho uh, he has tons of matches obviously you can choose from um but one in particular um and it's one of probably one of his best or maybe his best rivalry in uh WWE with uh, Shawn Michaels obviously they had their match at WrestleMania. um but this one right here is probably uh,
0: 19 right
2: yeah but this one uh, is a close close second it might be even number one for me uh no mercy 2008. It was a uh, ladder match for uh, for the WWE Championship. Um, it was Chris, Chris Jericho versus HBK. Uh, so previously, I think a few months before that, Chris Jericho actually had a ladder match with Chris Benoit, and that was really uh, that set the bar as well. But then he had this one a few months later with HBK, and obviously HBK is the the master of the ladder match um, since everyone like pretty much formatted their matches. After that, um, even even Devon went on record. He was on the uh, New Day podcast. He actually spoke spoke about that when they had their uh, ladder match with the, uh, the Hardys, um, Edge and Christian, um, and themselves. Uh, they 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 wanted. They looked at the uh, Shawn Michaels match with Razor Ramon, and they're like, "How do we top that?" Right. Um, and obviously, you know, history speaks for itself. But uh, this match in particular was uh, it's a great ladder match, and it's probably one of the it's probably they I think it's their best match that they had together uh their rival their their story went off for like a year almost I believe uh Chris Jericho and hbk like they it it, it was it was really good yeah definitely go back at uh, the year two thousand and eight uh just follow follow that storyline it's uh yeah it was a awesome. legendary
0: rivalry they had uh, yeah. I remember when uh when Jericho threw Sean through the uh the Jerichotron or yeah
2: whatever. the Jericho-tron three thousand yeah yeah
0: uh, so I also uh, decided to stick with Jericho in honor of his, you know, thirty-year anniversary in the wrestling industry. To me, I picked what is still, I think, arguably the greatest kayfabe achievement in wrestling history. This is Vengeance two thousand and one, when at the absolute height of their powers, Chris Jericho defeated The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin in the same damn night. Exactly. He became the first ever undisputed champion. Um, obviously, you know, we know the WCW championship had lost its luster a little bit by. By the end of 2001, but but growing up as as a kid of, you know, the late 80s and 90s, you know, you you couldn't even fathom one person being the WCW and WWE champion at the same time. But Jericho pulled it off that the the final four of the tournament was was the Rock Stone Cold Kurt Angle and um, Jericho and Jericho, you know, so obviously you're thinking it's going to be the Rock or Austin. Kurt Angle had a little bit of a shot and Jericho was just a complete dark horse. But he walked out of there with the uh, belts and, you know, if if he never did anything else in the wrestling industry, he would always be able to hang his hat on that being the first ever undisputed champ and beating those two guys in the same night. So uh, go back and watch it. You know, uh, both matches had a little bit of uh, a little bit of shenanigans, a little bit of hijinks to him. But, you know, at the end of the at the end of the night, he was the one getting his hand raised and holding the title. So, uh That's two good Jericho-related recommendations. And you guys reach out to us. Let us know what your favorite Jericho memory is also. Uh, It's so many to choose from that you really can't go wrong. Um, And now it is time for listener mail. Sheena, take us away with the listener questions.
1: Okay. So our first question comes in from our buddy, Ryan Ferguson. He says.
0: AKA Raw is Ryan. Raw is Ryan.
1: Yep. He says, uh, what are the next two Ultimate Edition figures you want to see? So I'll let I'll let Seth kick this one off. And then I'm coming to you, Marcos, if be thinking about it.
0: So I will, uh, you know, I'll start with my default answer that obviously it can't be Owen Hart. So I'll take him out of there. That's always going to be my most wanted figure from Mattel until we we get that made um but the next two i think uh we need a roman reigns ultimate edition all right i think uh they yeah. can do it excellent yeah, right now call. because you could really kind of capture his current look and and his old look you know with uh the no vest but we need we need an ultimate edition vest i think if it's one thing mattel kind of slacked on they've never really 100% nailed his vest it's always been a little awkward how you get it uh you know closed on the figure and stuff and just you know, the details never really been there, you know, to totally capture how it looks in real life. So I think a, a Roman Ultimate Edition would be great. Mm-hmm. And um, for the legend, I think we need an Undertaker. You know, WrestleMania Ooh. 14 Undertaker has kind of been one of the big missing links in Mattel's WWE line. So let's go ahead and get that, fill that spot in. Let's make it an Ultimate Edition. So... Mine would be, you know, Roman Reigns from really any time in the last three or four years. And then a uh, WrestleMania 14 Undertaker. That's my picks.
1: Very, very good call. What about you, Marco? Oh,
2: he took my my legend one. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm gonna <laughs> take it how come he doesn't have an Ultimate Edition? So I'll switch it up a little bit. So I think for current Ultimate Edition, obviously you have to go with the man, the myth, the messiah. Seth oh, Rollins.
1: Oh my God! Yeah. You yeah. definitely need an Ultimate Edition Seth Rollins at some about, point. Yeah, yes,
2: yeah. Uh, so you could all do all the sick poses with him uh, with the extra articulation. Um, and the for the legend, um, I think this will probably be coming down the ladder soon. Hopefully, Kurt Angle Ultimate awesome. Edition Kurt Angle. Maybe early when he first started uh, with with hair, not bald. Kurt Angle, obviously, with the gold medals and. Um, Maybe yeah, the attitude hour uh, titled so. yeah
0: the Damn. entrance greats figure they did to him was a little bit lacking I think they rusted a little bit um I wasn't in love with that so I definitely like to see him take another crack at that in the ultimate edition great great choice yeah, yeah. real
1: quick I'm gonna jump in and say I want an ultimate edition stone cold Steve Austin yeah, I want no, yeah with like with like beer cans I want the you know the vest I want like it, middle finger hands yeah if they like, just with did
0: what figure arts did you know what I mean? Oh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. The thing, the way they could do it, they don't got to make it middle finger hands. But they Just make one with articulated fingers. Articulated fingers, yeah. You know, yeah. a one time thing, articulated fingers, and, and, and everybody would know what to do, but that would let Mattel get around, you know. Yeah. At least in middle fingers. <laughs> <a kid's> yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, definitely. I just, I just feel like we definitely need a, a Stone Cold yeah, Steve. Yeah, the, the
0: figure art st- Steve Austin was definitely the best of that short <laughs> series of figures they did. So yeah, we just need, if Mattel could just recreate that Ultimate Edition, that would be awesome. Yeah.
1: Yep. Awesome. Thanks for your question, Ryan. Okay. So this one comes in from Jason cook. I'm going to start with, uh, with you, Marco. It says, who would you like to see jump ship to AEW people who would make a difference? Um, also, I just want to let you guys know that Jason has a raffle going on for some figures. Um, he's really trying to help out a family friend. So he's raffling off some of his, um, some of his collection and you can go to at Jason Cook995 on Instagram um if you want to get in on that. So it's He's for, got some
0: badass stuff in that raffle too. Yeah, so, so definitely it's, worth uh, hitting it up. Not only are you supporting a good cause, but you get a chance to win some badass figures for, for sure. So for a de- small entry fee.
1: So definitely check that out. And again, that's Jason, just like it's you know, Jason like Jason Voorhees, Jason Cook995 on Instagram. So who would you like to see jump ship All to right. AEW um, that would shake things up over there, Marco?
2: Are they signed or unsigned?
1: It can be anybody, it like, it, like as, well, as long they, as they're not currently on AEW. Like they can come from any brand. I'm just making the rules here. Jason didn't specify this, uh, but I'm 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 making the rules. Okay.
2: So. so so there's two people that I think would make a huge impact um, if they just showed up randomly one night in AEW. I'm mm-hmm. going to go with the other one, and that being the Beast Brock Lesnar. Um, if he ever <laughs> oh, showed up in AEW, I think that would like. I think can WWE would like crumble <laughs> so, would, for some who reason. Would
1: his, who would be his mouthpiece though? Because obviously, like, are you taking Paul Heyman with him? Like, who who would be his manager? Because we know Brock can't. He's not a guy who's gonna like carry his own. You know, his and own he,
2: promos. He can talk if he if he like he uh, can. He does. I like he when can. Brock talks. Yeah, but but I
1: like when Brock just says like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna whoop your ass or I'm here to fight or Brock what, can, whatever. He doesn't of.
0: really cut wrestling promos. He just talks shit. But if you ever saw him like after his UFC fights when he talks or. A couple times he grabs a mic. It he, he he's entertaining, but yeah, but that's you're what right makes it Sheen, he doesn't. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't. It's not wrestling. He's yeah. not going to cut a. He's not going to go out and do a ten minute monologue on what you know why he should get a shot at Kenny Omega or something yeah. like that. he's yeah. just going to um, you know. So he I'm needs, he needs
1: a person. Taz.
2: I'd probably uh, either a Taz. I would probably say I'd probably say Tully, maybe a Tully, or uh, maybe Arn. Maybe Arn turns bad or just uh dude, that'd be sick. Actually, you have Arn Anderson just. Talking on the mic for Brock Lesnar, that'd be pretty awesome. Jake the Snake would be pretty good too. Oh um, God, no, no, no! Jake the Snake,
1: <laughs> no, no! Jake the Snake. Poor Lance Archer. <laughs> you are gonna be coming everywhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> well,
2: yeah. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yeah,
1: they're gonna be busting nuts everywhere. All right, so, oh, so we'll go with Tully. Awesome.
2: Yeah, Tully or Arn. We'll go with yeah. Tully. Yeah.
1: Brock, Brock's Arn. a good call. Who would you want to see? Who would you want to see, Seth?
0: <laughs> so I don't. I don't want to. Uh, you know beat a dead horse because i feel like i bring this guy up every time but dolph ziggler dude i i freaking love god you like i love dolph ziggler dude i'm not i this is
1: not an act he like this before we ever had chick folio before we ever had yeah he i don't know what it is he's he's got a thing for the show i just
0: i think he is an excellent wrestler dude i think he's you know he's a hybrid between like Shawn michaels and and mr perfect for his style in the ring he cuts a good promo um you know, I go back to SummerSlam 2016 when he was feuding with Dean Ambrose. You know, his promos leading up to that match were, were awesome. I think he is gonna go down as one of the most underappreciated guys of this era just because oh, yeah. he's never really gotten that main event run. Um, but yeah, I love Dolph. And the thing about Dolph is he can do it as as a baby face or as a heel. Um and I, I think a change of scenery would do him great. You know, I'm still holding out hope that we see him go down to NXT for a little bit. Uh, but, but yeah, man, I, I love Dolph, dude. I, I think Dolph is the, the freaking man. Um, and, and yeah, him and AEW would, would be, uh, would, would be really exciting.
1: I would like to yeah. see him get to be a little bit more unfiltered. I feel like Dolph has a lot, cause you know, he's a comedian and I feel like those kind of like, he's very witty and he's very smart. And I feel like he could, he could really thrive if he wasn't under like the, the thumb of WWE where everything has to be so, so, and so scripted and things like that. I would like to see like kind of. Yeah. Uh, unfiltered off the cuff dolph and see what he's got in the in the tank so yeah that's a good that's a good call um but yeah it's just funny that two weeks in a row you've lamented about your your love for yeah, dolph. man.
0: It's, man. Fine. It's, it's
2: it's okay to have a, a man <laughs> crushes or a one man crush i talk about, about roman reigns a lot so that's obviously he's obviously on my list so <laughs> okay. no, shame, no shame in that.
1: <laughs> no shame. Um, <laughs> so, for our good buddy Mike Landon, this isn't really a question, but I'm going to ask you guys if you've heard of this because this is something I've never heard of before. And you know, we like to talk about snacks and food on this show. Um, he says one chip challenge you three down are willing to admit that you're scared. And he posted a picture of this display, the store display and it's by Pocky. I've never had any Pocky chips, um, but it's called the one chip challenge. And apparently these things are like, I guess they do this like super spicy
0: tortilla chips. Yes. I I had friends at at work, uh, you know, where I worked at in Hawaii that they like to do these like every Friday, they'd bring them in. So it's basically just really, really spicy chips. To me, I like spicy food, but if it gets to the point where it's just painful, Same. Um, yeah. I, I'm not really down for it. You know, it's not enjoyable to me. I, I don't need to prove my taste buds are more durable than anybody else's. So, so Mike, yeah, I, I would gracefully bow out.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm the same way. I love spicy food, but like, I, I just am not one of those people who wants to like upset my, my gut microbiome and, you know, burn my taste buds off just for the hell of it. Like, you know, that spicy wing challenge, I forget who does that, but um, I always see those people and I'm like, why are you doing this? (laughs) Like, this sounds horrible. Like, why why are you ruining, ruining a good chicken wing like that? What about you, Marco? Are you down for spicy food?
2: Yeah, I love, yeah, definitely love spicy food, but yeah, it, it, it's if you, if you're not enjoying the food at all, why even take a bite out of it? Yeah. you know it's you know it's gonna like like you said hurt you um, the, <laughs> other way, uh, Lanham, the other way. Oh, I just read the
1: comment. I just read the comment he posted in reply to Tom. He said um, Tom said he was worried about getting the shits afterwards, and Mike said his buddy bless, busted a blood vessel in his eye from violently puking. After yeah, so yeah, I mean, so like why
2: why? Yeah, I'll, I'll save that for like the. Uh, for the for like the jackass crews out there that like to do that if there's no
1: money on the line for for if there's like a pot of money yeah i mean oh yeah but like if just to prove that i'm i can eat a spicy chip no no um all right and our last question for the week comes in uh from our buddy tyson tyson neil trevino says non-wrestling question thoughts on the passing of eddie van halen so i'm gonna pass this one to seth first because as as encyclopedic as his memory is about wrestling and all things wrestling, like I've known this guy pretty much half my life and nobody knows music more than Seth. I don't know anybody who knows music more than Seth. So I will let him eulogize the late, great Eddie Van Halen um, and talk a little bit about, about that.
0: Yeah. So for those that don't know, you know, Eddie Van Halen, him and his brother, Alex Van Halen, obviously were the, the leaders of the legendary rock band Van Halen, you know, I think the the two lead singers, David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar were kind of the two biggest, you know, quote unquote superstars out of the group, but it was really uh, Eddie and his brother that were the heart and soul of that band. Um, and just, you know, awesome, awesome rock band from going from the late seventies all through the eighties and even the early nineties. Um, his passing kind of came out of nowhere, you know, they'd kept that he had throat cancer under wraps, um, reading some of the stories that have come out here in the last day or so, it sounds like, you know, he was kind of dealing with and dealing with it. And then he just took a rapid turn for the worse over the course of a couple of days and, and, uh, and left us. Um, but just a legendary guitar player, you know, he's right on the level with, uh, you know, with Jimi Hendrix slash guys like that is, you know, one of the greatest guitar players of all time. Just, So a lot of just really iconic guitar licks, Um, you know, the Michael Jackson song beat it. A lot of people don't know Eddie Van Halen was the one that did the guitar uh, on that track. And he was really the the creative force that kind of guided the musical direction of Van Halen throughout the years. Um, This one hit me right in the feel spot because, you know, my dad's a big classic rock, you know, dad rock, uh, you know, kind of guy. And Van Halen's kind of what I came up on. You know, I think uh, the song Hot for Teacher, that's kind (laughs) of one of the first songs that I really remember hearing as a kid and I think I can't remember if it was one of their albums or maybe it was their greatest hits, but I remember we had it on cassette and I just remember, uh, you know, listening to that a lot with my dad as a kid. And that was really how I kind of came up on music was getting into Van Halen. So, um, salute to Eddie Van Halen, you know, uh, awesome guitarist, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers to to, to his family and just all his fans out there, you know, so, so listen to some Van Halen over the weekend. Uh, you know, if you're, uh, if that's something that you're into to kind of pay tribute to him. Uh, Marco, was you much of a Van Halen fan?
2: Oh, of course. I'm, I'm old. So I grew up <laughs> in the eighties. <80s. laughs> yeah. um, so that's pretty much like um, what, what you would hear on the radio and stuff like that. Obviously my, my uncles and my, uh, my mother and stuff like that. They're huge Van Halen fans. Um, yeah, definitely hot for teacher. Um, yeah, you know, That's probably like, obviously the video I remember vividly. If, <laughs> yeah. you, if you've, I've probably seen it over and over again. Um, <laughs> and, um, probably one of the few people that did know that, uh, he did the, uh, guitar solo on, on beat too, as well. Yeah. Cause I was, I was a huge Michael Jackson fan, obviously back, back then as well. Uh, still am today. Um, but yeah, it's, that was a, yeah, it's, it's pretty rough. And just like, you know, like, like you said, they kept it under wraps. Um, he, he's battling, uh, battling his cancer, like, you know, in private, uh, much like, uh, Chadwick Boseman, Chadwick Boseman. That's um, what I was thinking. So like. Now. I, I respect that uh, uh, when when that happens because it's like they're they're not they're not coming out saying oh I have cancer feel bad for me that type of thing it's no it's, oh, they want to live their lives do what they normally do and then when the time comes you know yeah. they did everything they could do um, in that moment to either you know treat it or do what they could you know obviously they have their family in mind when that that, that type of that decision uh, comes up. But, yeah. Um, and you just
1: don't want everything you do from that moment forward. I mean, obviously everybody has the right to deal with the things that they want to deal with, however they want to deal with them. Yeah. But, you know, like anytime if, you know, he knew he was battling that, he knew anytime he did an interview or he was on a radio show or anything like that, like that's what they would talk about. Yeah. And I think, I think people like that, like they don't want that to be their legacy, you know, like exactly. they, want, they want it to just continue on, like, you know like the their their regular normal day to day. And then, like you said, like when the time comes, like, you know, whatever happens happens, but yeah, yeah, you know, you know, the media would just like have a, you know, a firestorm of just stories and articles and trying to interview him about all the same thing would have happened with Chadwick Boseman. Um, if that, you know, if he had come out and publicly announced that his battle with cancer and all that stuff. So I definitely respect that as well.
2: Yeah. They, uh, the, the other, the good thing about that too, is like same thing with Chadwick Boseman. Um, and Eddie Van Halen, like they all the things you see for stories. It's about it's about their what they did yeah. in their in their careers. It's not yes. about like their cancer. So like everything you see is like for Eddie Van Halen. It's like it's about his music, um, um, his yeah. his his his, music, his contribution to music in general, uh, not just rock. Um, same thing with Chad, Chadwick Boseman. Uh, every article is about all the movies that he did and the, uh, what impact he made. Um, right um in in hollywood and stuff like that so they they're not really focusing on the on the on the illness um or the or the sickness that they had to live with um the at the last uh moments of their lives it's they're it's focused on their careers and i think that's i guess like I, I respect uh any anybody that does that not just celebrities anyone that just you know lives their lives and you don't know what's going on um unless they want to tell you about it so yeah so r.i.p uh definitely eddie van halen and uh they hit they the music
0: in general. yep, so to take a page out of Stone Cold's book, Swig a Beer for Eddie Van Halen uh, and thoughts and prayers to his family. So uh, no wrapping up on a little bit of a somber note, but that's gonna do it for episode. Uh, we're on 97 now, I thought, yeah. yeah 97. Episode 97 of the Chick bully show. So, still Closing need some in. suggestions for what we're going to do for episode 100. We got to do something to uh, yeah, to mark the moment because now we're three weeks away, you know, like like Marco said. I think Sheena rigged it up to where episode 100 would fall right on Halloween week. So, you know I did, yeah. We'll uh, <laughs> we'll call something. I think we, yeah we're gonna be going live right after Halloween Havoc, also. So, yeah, it's quite. Oh quite wow! The, uh, yeah, it's gonna be the quite the momentous. Feeling a little day. witchy around here. Uh, so remind them where <laughs> they can find you guys at on social media.
1: So you can find myself um, on Instagram at Chick Foley, and where can they find you, Marco? We,
2: well, you are gonna find me on the uh, at Chick Foley show on Twitter.
0: All right, and remember, use code Chick Foley. Anything you order from Ringside, and our new Halloween Havoc inspired show is live right now sure. on Pro.
1: What I say? Show.
0: Okay. I'm sure about four, you know what he meant i'm about four beers in so uh you know pardon the, uh, <laughs> me uh me miss there for a second so yeah the new halloween havoc inspired shirt is available at pro wrestling tees and you can use code fall to get a little bit of discount there so uh thank you guys for tuning in remember to subscribe rate and review the show and episode 97 out